Hello and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I'm your uh, host that doesn't have a cough, Ron Klawinski. Uh The other host is trying not to cough right now. Joe it wasn't Benwell. even a cough, it was a burp. Oh, it, was it was a burp. <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to open my mouth to say hello and welcome. And I was like, nope, hold on a second. Got to... <laughs> Um, no, I, I do have a cough, in, though. I still have to introduce G. Smith in the Saturday Night Live oh, band. my dick. Um, <laughs> what is wrong with us? What's um, wrong with you? Why are you talking about your dick all I, the time? I don't know. I, can't, I just can't stop. Um, the focus of our episode <laughs> is my dick, actually. No. Um, I don't know. We're this, Okay, so it's a really busy time of year, family stuff, holiday stuff, end of year, end of semester stuff, so... We're a little out of it. We'll have to apologize. I do have a cough, but I'm going to try to keep it under control. Don't make me laugh too much, Ron. Thank nope, you. Nope, too bad. I'm going to do it. Um, our main course today is going to be the 1996 video game buyer's guide. So when, we were when coming did, up to the when end of was, the year. When was this actually put out? I couldn't tell the date under the sticker there. 1995. So Any, the end of night. It was like December, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it was meant meant to be for the upcoming year, and it was published by EGM. It's basically a supplemental issue of EGM, and you know we were coming up to the end of the year and seeing all these like best of you know best of 2020, uh, 2021, Sorry, Jesus Christ, living in the past, um, and like all these game awards and everything we talked about. And next week we're going to have our own version of that. We're going to have our own top games, favorite games, that kind of discussion of twenty twenty one. Um, but that got me thinking about game awards or lists of the past. And I happened to have a copy of the 1996 video game buyer's guide. And it's like this almost sort of cherished possession of mine. I mean, you wouldn't know it by looking at it because you, you saw the scan around. It's, it's pretty haggard with some. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all kinds of fucked up. But it's because I kept it around like it was the 1995 version of this, which I don't seem to have. I don't know what I did with it is what I used as part of my like research for when my mom asked me for my, I think it was like my 13th birthday. Like, she's like, I can buy you one game. What do you want? And I was like, Oh no, one game. Like I have to do all this research to find out like what, what's the one game that I can get, you know? Um, and I used that in part to decide on my like top five games. Uh, and Chrono Trigger in particular was in that issue. And it was like this upcoming game and it looks really flashy. And I was like, I've never really played an RPG, but I'll give it a try. And I loved those guys. I think that I thought they were so fun. Like they gave a bunch of recaps of scores. They had awards for all the different platforms. And so I thought it would be fun to look back. You know, I don't know how many, I don't know what the age demographics of our listeners are. It doesn't mention that in the, in the, um, analytics. Uh, what is it called? Analytics. Thank you. Um, but, I imagine we probably have a mix. There are probably people that are like, ah, oh, 1996, I remember it well. And people who are like, I can't believe people were alive back then. What what would, what would did video games look like? Um, not really. I'm, gamers are notoriously well. Shitty? Oh. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Let's, we're trying to break that stigma, okay? We're trying to get away from the idea that gamers are shitty. Because some gamers are. And I don't like that those gamers have co-opted the title of gamer you know when you when people say gamer they think of that like toxic shitty gamer that's why we're calling ourselves video heads yeah video heads that's true if i could trade i would actually do that but um 
But no, I thought, you know, it'd be fun to look back at one of these old issues and just look at what games did they award things like Game of the Year, RPG of the Year, Action Game of the Year, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to look through that. That's going to be our sort of main course. But before we get there, of course, let's talk about some news. There, it wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of news this week. Um, in fact, this first news item isn't really even a news item. It's just my thoughts or our thoughts on Black Friday. Because Black Friday for gamers is a big deal because video games is an expensive hobby, right? Video games themselves are 60 to $70, depending obviously on platform and when it came out and all that stuff. And peripherals are expensive. Consoles are expensive. But during Black Friday, especially if you're working with a budget like I am, it's a big deal. Like you, you make lists and you come up with like games that you want, like really want and kind of want, and you shop around and you order online. And it's, it's for the last three or four years, I've made it like this big um, event for myself where I really try to get out, like seek out all the best deals and I'll go to physical stores. I'll order online um, because that's one of the only ways that I can buy the games that I want, you know, but this year, fucking sucked what was your experience did you look for anything did you try i have i haven't been following uh black friday in a very long time because it has sucked uh, for the past couple years in general um like you know the fact that like they do the deals all week now instead of just like one day so it's like the actual concept of black friday is dumb um it's almost as if they can do these sales anytime and they don't have to do it all around one weekend or whatever, or one day. Um, so, uh, but even then, like most of the stuff that I would see over the past couple of years, it's like never been anything like that. Like it's either not that deep of a discount or it's like, it's not that great of a thing in the first place. But yeah. The games I haven't, I haven't looked in a while. And I'm I also too, like this generation, I'm trying to not buy physical games. I want to stay digital because I need to get rid of the physical. Um, I have too much, too much. The only thing we bought was the only thing we bought was a vacuum. It was a really good deal on a vacuum. Is that for PS five? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't get the digital vacuum. Um, yeah. Whenever you're ready to part with your copy of Lunar silver story complete. um, I'm not, no, see, that's the thing is like, I'm getting some of it. I'm just going to get rid of like all the sports games and all the wrestling games and or at least all the bad wrestling games. Mario you know, Kart like Wii? <laughs> um, you still haven't opened it, haven't you? Have you? That's a, that's a good question. It's <laughs> a really good question. <laughs> I think I, you, opened, I think I opened it. I, I think don't I know, played man. It. Cause we used to call it dust collector, like Mario Kart dust collector or whatever. Cause you literally you, bought you it. Called, we called a lot of my games and your games dust collectors too. But that one, I at think least they were still, at least they were protected in the shrink ramp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I had, I don't remember what game it was recently. I know it was a DVD. It was some, some fucking DVD from like 2002 or something was still in the shrink wrap. I, and I, I, I was just, like, wow. So when I was going through, I had to go through my records the other day and I just, I have a copy of uh, Beastie Boys Hello Nasty that was still sealed from the release uh, in 98, I think. I had bought what? it. I had bought it at, like it was still sealed. Um, I found it at a record store and it was not terribly expensive, but I'm like, I want that on vinyl. And I just opened it up and it's gold too. I didn't realize it was like translucent that yellow. 
It's amazing because in in 1998, vinyls were out. Like vinyls were not what they are. Like they had they've made a comeback in like the last what 10 or 15 years? Would you say 10 years ish? Yeah. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, but like in 98, like you would go to the mall and there would be like these stands with like old records. I have a you, handful. You had of you had to go to Tower. Like you had to go to like specialty like music stores to get them. And yeah. Like, or like order them through like mail order, and then that yeah. was it. Uh but yeah, then. As you can see, it's only grown from yeah. there since over the past ten ish years. So, but see, that's one of the not to oh, we, not to keep coming back to our age, but we are going to be looking at a video game buyer's guide from twenty five years ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, but like that, like when you when you showed that, I was like, oh well, that's not that's not that old. And I was like, oh wait a minute, no, that's, that's it's it's over twenty. Yeah, yeah. My students are like, I wasn't even alive. <laughs> when it's a really good out. album. It's but, a really um, good album. Yeah, I remember it being huge. Uh, music videos were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> oh, Black Friday. Sealed yeah, copies, I, stuff like that. Sealed yeah. copies, yeah. I especially felt the Black Friday thing this year because I agree that like over the last few years, it's been worse than it has. Like it, Back in the day, it was, and it, and it, it did suck. It, it's always sucked for one reason or another. Like there were these, the whole thing about people stampeding and, and breaking into stores and everything. So yeah, there's always been some kind of, and, and traffic man, trying to, trying to go driving on black Friday and like, or Saturday or whatever, that whole weekend was just a nightmare. So it's not like black Friday has always been this magical thing, but like I said, in the last like four or five years, I was determined to take advantage of it because there were some good sales. But over the last three or four years, like you said, you've really had to dig. And these companies, especially over the last couple of years, have been like, you know, oh, deals all day, all week long. Like, because in part, they want people to just order things at a, a lesser discount. But then they have like door busters and like day of sales that aren't in the circulars and so there are there were really good deals to be had, but you had to dig for them or like, you know, set alarms to check at like 4 a.m., 10 a.m., things like that. And I would do that and I'd get some really great deals. And so it was awesome because then every Christmas I had a nice little stack of cheap presents that I would bought myself. Games that, again, that I like might not buy myself, you know, as like, you know, full price. But for like 70% off, sure, like I'll I'll take it. But this year really fucking sucked because not only did they do that thing where they're like Black Friday deals all month long, um, they never got to those deep discounts. They were mm-hmm. like, th- I kept seeing 30% off. Like that was a big deal. Like they were like PS5 games, 30% off. And I'm like, that's not, that's your normal deals. Well, that's Joey, Memorial there's a, Day. There's only that's, like, there's only 10 PS5 games. So, you know, it's kind of hard to drop it too out low. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, and it was so disappointing. I got a few things, but you know, the, the fact that I would feel lucky, like, Oh, this one was 40% off. Like that's not a black, that's not a black Friday sale. So, and then cyber Monday, some of these sites, it was like, now it's cyber Monday deals. Check it out. New deals. And I go and it's like same exact deals on the, especially on video games. None of the fucking deals changed. Uh, I, I but, still remember going with my mom to stores on Black Friday, like going and waiting in line and getting stuff and like getting like, you know, PS2 games for like $5, like good games yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, 
going to going to the Walmart. People are lined up on one side, and the other door is like wide open. Needs if we just waltz right in. Yeah, or, there was that one year that you and I went, and I wanted to go get a I wanted to get a hard drive. That was like the main thing that I wanted, and we literally walked into the Walmart, grabbed it, and then that was it. Like it was literally in and out. They had it, and we walked out, and then we just drove around to other places. And we're like, what else can we buy? And yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we we probably ended up getting like a couple of things, but yeah. like it was uh, like last year. No, not last year because it was the pandemic. But the year before last, um, when the stores were still open pre-apocalypse, I had this whole like I came up with lists for each store. I was like, because some some deals were in store only, so I had like my Best Buy list, my my Walmart list, my Target list, and then I I went to those stores and I had it all prioritized. And literally, it took me forty two minutes. In 42 minutes, I, I went to Walmart, Target, and Best Buy and got a huge stack of movies and games for like super cheap um, because they were open on Thanksgiving, which I don't I don't mind. I've heard workers, you know, it's obviously it's both ways. Like it's exploiting workers who don't want to work on Thanksgiving, but there are people who don't celebrate Thanksgiving who do want to work and get time and a half. Yeah. So it's like that's a different issue, but. Um, forcing people to, someone, forcing people to work on it on a day like that that sucks if, if they want to work sucks, if they yeah. have no problem working then yeah i mean we used to yeah. work on holidays at the cd store because yeah who gives a shit it's extra money which you said cd st- i always i always say record store because i've, I've <laughs> so, it was a, so much it was cooler. a cd store no it was a cd store right it was yeah. literally well, called cd warehouse slash trader yeah yeah but cd stands for record. these nuts the D's nuts backwards. Wait, no, that wouldn't be right either. Anyways, um, but yeah, so Black Friday sucked this year, so that sucks. But um, Warner Brothers, so there was a rumor recently that Warner Brothers Games was going to come out with this character fighter that was very much like Smash Brothers, uh, and it was going to have characters from all over the Warner Brothers universes, like the like so many uh, DC Game of Thrones, all these things, Tom and Jerry. And it seemed legit. Like the rumors seemed legit, but people were like, it's, it sounds ridiculous. Like how do you, the one that I kept hearing was Gandalf versus Shaggy. And I was like, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, oh, that Shaggy. And so, not the, yeah, that's, it wasn't No, me. not the, not the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's real. They announced it. Uh, there's it's probably enough free people. To play. There's probably enough people in the audience who don't know who either of those people are. Oh God, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, it's a it's a stupid song. Don't look it up. Shaggy, it wasn't me. Why did you, it why'd you just tell them to head. look it up? Just I said, don't look it up. YouTube.com/slash. No, um, <laughs> it's uh, a. <laughs> anyway, this fighter. This fighter is. It's it is real. They announced it again. It's coming out in 2022. It's going to be free to play, and I don't understand. Like, the free to play part is a little bit mind boggling to me. There, they, there must, there's going to be so many microtransactions. I'm imagining, and I imagine it's probably thanks to Fortnite. You know, Fortnite was free to play, and they've made billions and billions of dollars. So, I think when something like that happens, these other companies take notice, and they're like, "Well, we can do that." Like Fortnite is now just getting into the multiverse idea. Not just now, it's been even doing it for a couple of years, but um, that's what like the big buzz now. And that's what's sustaining Fortnite. Um, so Warner brothers is probably like, well, we have this stable of characters that we don't have to loan them out to this company and get a little tiny, small fraction 
of the the income we get all of the income um but they announced the roster it has batman superman wonder woman shaggy tom and jerry steven universe Arya stark from game of thrones harley quinn jake and finn from adventure time and more to be announced no gandalf yet but i don't know how to feel about it the I, video i don't i don't like it <laughs> i just i one i'm watching i'm watching the video now because i didn't actually watch the the trailer when it first came out um it looks just like smash brothers like exactly like smash like brothers, that's yeah. I, that's one thing that i don't like about it and two it's like why <laughs> you've never wondered what would happen if tom and jerry got in a fight with wonder woman no not well, once not that Never. makes one of us. No. <laughs> um I I don't know. It I it's like part of it is like it's so bonkers that it actually is intriguing to me. And so maybe I'll check it out, especially if it's going to be free to play. But I said that about the Nickelodeon game and I haven't checked and that's but that was on Black Friday sales for like 10 15 bucks. I'm like, "Damn, that's really cheap." And I didn't buy it. Like there's something it's like it, I think it's because I know I'm going to play it and be like, "Huh." That's kind of funny, and then never touch it again. Yeah, unless you have that's the thing too is like unless you have people to play it with, like I'm yeah. not gonna play this by myself. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, if we were still teenagers and looking for games to play couch co op like we were, because we went through that whole phase like two years of just going from like couch co op game to couch co op game, and it was f- super fun. And even the bad games like we talked about before, South Park '64. Oh God. That was not a great game, but mm. we had so much fun throwing pea snowballs at each other. Um, in the fog. In the fog. <laughs> uh, and so even like a bad game can be really fun if you have the right people to play with. But I don't think we're going to, we wouldn't play that online probably. How and how much you think DLC characters are going to cost? I bet it's going to be like 15 bucks probably. They're going to model it off of Fortnite. And because yeah. even Halo, the Halo armor is 15 bucks. Those are just skin. skin. Those are just skins, though. They don't affect yeah. the gameplay. These are going to be new characters entirely. They have different move sets and all that stuff and full animations. So that's true. But uh, is, there, the is there voice fighters, acting on this? I didn't. I didn't. I yes. Didn't. And guess okay. they have the original voice actors for most of them. OK. They, it, they showed Kevin Conroy for Batman. They showed. Um. Oh man, that's oh, yeah. uh, Tara okay, Strong yeah. for Harley Quinn. Yeah, I see. Yeah, here. Yeah. It's so. It's they. They must be pouring a ton of money into this. I'm just curious to see how it, how it plays out. But um. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess oh, we'll. Oh, we'll I learn didn't. More. Oh. Uh, did you see who Shaggy's being voiced by? No. Who played Shaggy? In the no, not Matthew not, fucking um, Lillard. What the fuck? He's actually doing it. He is being. He is voicing Shaggy. No and, way. Well, because I think he's been voicing him in like all the animated films and stuff like that. So what? I think he's been doing all that work, like all the movies that have been coming out recently and stuff like that. So I think he's wow. still doing that role. Uh, but yeah, he is doing. Yeah. Was it Casey Kasem that was the old Casey one? Casey Kasem was the original. Yeah. So Matthew Lillard is the new Casey Kasem. Here in America's top 40. Uh, (laughs) 
Maisie Williams will be doing. If you're going to uh, look up Aria something Stark. on YouTube, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that yeah, too. Sorry, yeah. yeah, if you're going to look up something on YouTube, look up the Casey Kasem. You, you like uh, you too meltdowns. <laughs> yeah, the Casey Kasem. You look up uh uh what is the Evolution Control Committee um what's the name of that fucking song? Is it just you two? You uh, two. They 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 did a song. No, that's that's not on. Is it Evolution Control Committee? It's it's that song of the of Casey Kasem breaking down. Um, oh, they did a song. Um, what is it called? Well, the breakdown. Uh, it was so funny because Casey Kasem was known for having this. I mean, he was an incredibly famous radio broadcaster uh, and announcer, and he had this voice that was like very peppy his top 40 and like he just this very friendly sounding voice and he's always being very chipper and he, he's we're trying to record like these like interstitials like these little intro and outro things and he keeps getting f- fucking angry at whoever wrote the copy so he's he would like read it in his voice and then he'd like break and be like who the fuck wrote this blah, blah, blah. oh man it was these guys are from england and who gives a shit are- <laughs> um that no it's uh i'm sorry it's negative land not evolution control committee okay look up negative land um u2 uh it's an hmm. ep the song is called i still haven't found what i found what i'm looking for uh it hmm. is their cover of that song uh with, the Casey with Kasem. all the casey case meltdowns <laughs> and it's fucking great <laughs> so i've good. never seen it so i have to look it up yeah you'll have to, you'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll send it in chat and also Shaggy, it wasn't me. So let's talk about what we've been playing. What have you been? You you finished GTA three, right? I hundred percent of GTA three. I did not do the last social club achievement thing because it's like destroyed two thousand cars. I'm like, I'll do that later since there's no benefit for doing it. But yeah, I did finally hundred percent of it. I got stuck. You got the platinum platinum, platinum trophy. trophy, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh I got stuck on one stunt jump that I thought I had completed. It turned out I didn't. And it was not mm. the one that I was thinking I didn't complete. So uh, I ended up doing And I think that's the one I always get stuck on because I always forget where to land. And I always fuck it up. And I'm like, oh, no, I did this one multiple times. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to land in the right spot for it to actually mm. count. Um, so, yeah, I moved on to GTA Vice City. I finished the intro mission and then proceeded to get all of the 100 packages uh, I still have not played Whoa. the first mission. Uh, I just finished the the police uh, um, vigilante mission last night. Uh, so basically what you do if you want to get to the second island early is you do the taxi uh, missions. You drop off the 100 passengers and that gives your taxi a hydraulic boost when you honk the horn. It makes, causes it to jump in the air. What you do is you go to the marina and then you can jump over the fence, land on the pier, and then go steal a boat and go take it to the other island right away. So I did basically all the vigilante missions on that island. I did all the stunt jumps. I did all the store robberies. And I got all the hundred, all hundred packages on both islands over the past couple of days. I think I have the paramedic mission left. I have the firefighter mission left. And then the rest of the unique jumps. And then I can actually start playing the game. If you would have said that line to me before Vice City came out, like, oh, jump over, land on the pier, and then steal a boat, 
I would have like I would have like pissed my pants in excitement because there were no boats in GTA three. Yeah. And so yeah, the idea were. that was one yes, of the they were. really? Yeah, they didn't they did they didn't show up until the second island. And they were like speedboats? Yeah, they're speedboats. Speed, speed oh, boats and shit. police boats. Oh dang, I don't yeah, I don't remember that. Wow, um, need to play that game. How, how do you get into the boat? I mean, if you touch the water, so like if you You can just you you as long it's it's kinda like uh GTA five where if you're standing next to it, you just kinda like automatically spawn in it. Oh, okay. Interesting. And it does um, it does have kind of like a thing like if you are close enough to the pier and like between the boat and the water and like you kinda like dip in it, it'll give you the benefit of the doubt and put you back in. Mm. Not all the time. Sometimes. Yeah. So. so you're just not not yeah, okay. So you can't just like jump on it though. You can you can um, just jump on it, but that's a little hairier. It's easier just to go next to it and just hit triangle and just just warp into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I found that out from a speedrunner video back in the day. That's how you get hmm. to the, the second island pretty quick. So how intact is the soundtrack from Vice City? Uh, there are f- a few more songs missing. I can't remember specifically which ones. Uh, I do know that the Michael Jackson song, Gotta Be Certain Something, is gone. Um, which I can take or leave, to, you know. Yeah, that's see. not my favorite. Yeah. And also, you know, Michael Jackson. I don't know how I feel about yeah. him now anymore. So, um, <laughs> uh, there's a couple other ones I can't remember offhand. Um, Tom Petty? That's San Andreas. Oh, sh- oh, that's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's seventies. Running down a dream. Yeah. Um, for what I re- man, I I forgot fucking Gary Newman's Cars was on that soundtrack. Uh, yeah. It's got more songs than GTA Three, so I'm not sick of it yet. Uh, <laughs> I feel that there's enough stations and enough variety to where I I am getting kind of sick of. Uh, what station was it? Uh, Emotion. It's got like Africa and you know stuff like that. And it's just like I've already heard that song like so many hundreds of fucking times. Like I don't need to hear that anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's and, and they've also released some stability patches, uh, hmm. which make it a little better. Uh, it still crashes randomly, but not nearly as much as it did before. Uh, it's amazing. It, it's kind of frustrating looking at like when the patches get released and stuff like that. And like just how like Kotaku specifically too, because they're the only ones I kind of like look at when it pops up, but like just how much they shit on the game. Like it's like this fucking mess of a game. Like it's not that bad. It's janky, but it's like for the most part. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, not the quality that it should have been 100%, but it's also not broken. (laughs) It's it's not I, like it's a fucking, you know, shit fire that you can't even play. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they should cover games fairly. And like if a game is buggy, then sure, you can talk about it. But I, I also get a sense that those articles get a ton of clicks because yeah. when a game, especially like a high profile game, has some bugs, it seems like every outlet is is keen on posting multiple articles. And like you said... Not just being like users are reporting bugs, but being like this mess of a game. And it's, you know, and my experience is usually that it's not as buggy as it's reported to be. And I it must be because like they have it's like an amalgamation of reports like they they get reports from a bunch of people. And so when you report on it like that, it seems like everyone's going to have all these problems. But 
you know, even with with Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, it's the features that were missing and like the pacing of the game that I had most of the problems with. There were some bugs, but I don't know if I would call it like a buggy mess any more than a lot of other like open world RPGs, you know. Um, and that's not to forgive yeah, here. Op- buggy open world games. But. Since its launch on November 11th, the remastered GTA trilogy has been in shambles. Uh, not, I wouldn't say shambles. Like it's playable. Like yeah. it's it's it, it works. It doesn't crash every five minutes. It's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I count. I had a. I don't remember like the the crash log on Witcher Three when I played it was something like forty to fifty crashes which was a ton. And I don't remember people talking about that game being a buggy mess or in shambles, but it crashed. Uh, I often, do. Like I do. Remember, two hours. I do remember when it initially came out. I remember people talking about uh, how buggy it was, but I think there was like a patch that they put out like two months later that like fixed a lot of those issues. And like, people were like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was, you know, then it was actually like playable for the most part. Yeah. But regardless, it's just, I fucking that's why I stopped like reading most news sites in general too. So speaking of patches though, we've both been playing Back for Blood and I'm like, when are they gonna patch that? You know what I mean? Because those that I would say, because again, and that's not even a case of it being buggy, it's a case of it being unbalanced, and that is like I think more egregious than bugs because bugs it's like how do you like that's the bugs are notoriously hard to find in big games so even if you have a lot which i think they should always have more qa but oh i mean um, even if you have a lot in gta there were a lot that were noticeable like immediately so uh oh damn i mean like the first mission like in gta 3 is you know you get you you get broken out of the, the 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 police truck and like it's raining and it's just like you can't fucking see anything like that should have been like number one like there, if anybody's playtesting this, like, hey, I can't see shit because this rain fucking sucks. Well, especially since it's the first mission, because from my understanding, they prioritize early missions because that's the stuff people are running into first. Like, mm-hmm. we'll put a patch out in two weeks for end game stuff because so few users are going to get there. Um, so, yeah, why would you not prioritize fucking mission one? You know, <laughs> like that seems that seems sort of silly. But yeah, sorry to cut you like, off. No, 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 it's fine. I was gonna just going to say that, like, I think among our our group, me, you, Paul, and Tab, um, we are starting to fall off a little bit. Like, I think you and Tab in particular are finding the grinding a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. Boring? What is it? Um, It's hard to, like, commit knowing, like, how little you're going to get out of it. I think that's yeah. my main problem. Because it, it just, it does get, like, really frustrating to, like, do so much and then like just fucking get wrecked like and get nothing for it like we were trying to do that one mission like that wasn't fun and like i didn't want to go do it again <laughs> like did we, did we finish it no we didn't ah damn it <laughs> yeah it's the uh the we body back, dump the yeah, second from the last mission yeah we ended up going back and getting the other uh hidden trophies i did which was fun uh, yeah no i mean i like being able to like go through and like finish things like that's cool. Like I enjoy that, yeah. but it's just like you get so little out of it, like 40 supply points for doing all that, like 30 on others, 20 on others that were yeah. like way harder. Like, I don't know. They need, they need to fix that before 
like that's the thing is like I don't want to play it too much because then I want to keep going, keep going, keep going. And then you know when we start getting more and more cards, like okay, then then they patch like oh you get more supply points, and it's like okay, what do I spend them on now? Like yeah. I already bought like a lot of shit, so I don't know. Yeah, and now it's to the point where it's like specific weapon skins. I'm like, ooh, I want like I use the the M1 a lot, so I want to get that M1 skin, and I'm like, oh, I got. I probably need like 800 points because I have to buy like two full supply line rows and then a few into the next one kind of thing. Um, and I think it would be fine. Like the game is fun. I guess let, let me go back to that and say that I, I'm still having fun with it. Um, I'm still liking the gameplay of it, but we've played the same level so many times at this point. So it's like, it is starting to get a little old. Well, yeah, because and you, when like, you combine, you find levels that like get you good stuff, and you just kind of yeah. run those through, and it's like, all right, you know, I'm done grinding on this now. And then too, it just like just gets ungodly hard. Like even on the same mission, like over and over again, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden they throw four things at you for no reason, and fucking blow it, <laughs> and then and you get nothing. I, I'm a- I'm a little worried then that when they fix it and they take, you know, some of the mutations out that it's going to feel too easy because it was like a well, trial by we can, fire. Then we can thing. actually go on to a harder difficulty then. Like that's uh, true. Supposed yeah. to be. We're still playing on recruit. Remember that? Yeah. We're still playing on the easiest fucking thing and it's ungodly hard. Like and we tried veteran a couple times and it's You tried impossible. it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. You, sh- you should. You should. We should try it. Um, but no, that that was even more frustrating because like not finishing on recruit, not finishing some of the harder levels and not getting, you know, supply points is frustrating, but on veteran, not finishing a normal level that you've played a dozen times on recruit and not getting any supply points is like, and then when we did finish a level on, on veteran, it was like, that doesn't seem like that many more points. Like why? It just yeah, what did Paul say? Like it's like 50% more or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> When you yeah. get 40 points, it's 60 points. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I could buy a half a card now. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I, I think we're starting to fall off of it. But, um, you know, I'm still, I, I think me and Paul are still in it for the most part. But uh, I am wanting to shift over to Halo, which I actually just played a few rounds with Tab right before the podcast. Um, we just went into custom match and played against a bunch of bots. And it was super fucking fun um we started and we were both like number one we did have some problems connecting and it was very confusing and i thought i was like man the xbox interface fucking sucks because i thought it was a an xbox problem because we went into custom match and like i couldn't select a level i would go into the level select and like i could look at the levels and like i would press a on the level that i wanted to play and nothing would happen and i would back out to the lobby and it didn't say that the level had changed and then the same thing with the bots. I would go in and change the number of bots, and I'd put like six bots on the other team and then back out, and it would say that there was no change, zero bots. And I'm like, what the hell? So what I realized was that if I back out of the lobby into the game menu and then go back into the lobby, it'll reflect the changes, but not all of them, because then I went back into the levels and I chose another level, and I backed out and came back in, and it was a different level that I hadn't chosen. <laughs> and then we tried to play, and it was like problem connecting with server problem connecting with the server so we had to restart our xboxes and the game and then it worked but it was like it was so confusing because it was we're so used to the playstation ecosystem 
that like moving over i i was like is this like an xbox thing like do people know how to use games on the xbox because it seems seems really hard well remember when we tried to play perfect dark locally oh god yeah and couldn't get it to go because we weren't signed in or whatever yeah like what and we each had to sign in separately and it was like it it still didn't do it we never we never got to do it yeah dumb yeah so but we did we did end up getting in and playing and i think like at first we were both like oh we're so used to playing like back for blood and far cry 6 that it's a very different kind of shooter and so we were immediately like down like four or five to nothing against these fucking bots you know we're like oh god we're gonna get fucking wiped by bots this is so embarrassing and then like it was almost immediate we found a groove and then we ended up crushing them like 40 something to seven and i think it was but um but yeah we ended up playing like three or four maps and it's beautiful runs super well feels great reminds me a lot of halo 3 like we talked about i am a little we talked about this off the podcast i'm a little worried about the unlockables i was like eh, i don't really care but then like seeing your character on screen and being like man i wish i was pink you know it's like it, it that's how they get you i understand it but um I, I will drop minute. the money though. If they have a really cool, really pretty skin, I probably I probably would be okay with dropping fifteen bucks on it. And just that being my skin. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be mad about it because like if it costs fifteen dollars for you to program a, a, an armor color, then why is your game sixty dollars? <laughs> it should be forty thousand dollars because <laughs> If every skin is fifteen dollars, you know what I mean. I, the cost is ridiculous, but well, because it, you could pick and choose what you want. You don't have to buy everything. It's just like you know, cutting cable. So instead of getting all the channels that you don't want, you spend twenty dollars here and fifteen dollars there, and then thirty dollars there. And uh, oops, and now I'm spending more than what cable was. Yeah. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> um, but it is fun, and I'm really hoping that we can play as a group sometime soon yes i do and um, i since i figured out what the problem is and i'm actually able to connect online now i do want to try it so uh, I, I, another thing is i need to order an xbox headset i'm so used to being in the playstation ecosystem i don't have a headset for my xbox because on xbox one i'm actually now that i think about it i'm struggling to remember how we would chat when we would play tab and i played a ton of sea of thieves and um state of decay 2 you used discord i thought we might have i thought, we you, must were, have. I thought you guys were always just using discord maybe we did yeah because i we were on and i was like hey should we just use discord and tab was like i oh, it's i don't know if my setup is it will work for that and so i'm like okay well i'm like let me try one of my headsets and i'm like wait my two headsets that i use for things are both playstation headsets so i'm like oh that won't work so i'm like i maybe i have I went back and found an Xbox 360 headset, but it has the Xbox 360 controller connector thing, so mm. it doesn't fit on the controller. And then I found can't a Turtle you, Rock. Can't you just Bluetooth any to the anything to the Xbox? Isn't it like a thing? That you Maybe. can use any Bluetooth headset for it? Because I know you I can't, look, well, I you looked can't it do up. it for PlayStation, for sure. I know you can't do that for the PlayStation. But I, I looked think, it up and Windows Central said that wireless PS4 headsets won't work. So. Oh, well, I'm, but I'm saying like you don't have any like wireless headphones that are not PlayStation ones. Gotcha. No, no. Nope. 
uh, I have a wired Turtle Beach headset, but the um, audio is separated into two aux cables, one for headphones and one for you can get microphone. A, you can get a, uh, a Y adapter to split those back together. But it's the headset's broken anyways. The oh, one well, then just throw snapped, it out. So. But I was like, I'm going to use it for this, like temporarily. Nope. Um, so I need to I need to order a headset because, yeah, um, Discord is fine, but I'd rather just chat in game. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we can play, play soon. Get, get back to it. Um, I've also been playing Jurassic World Evolution 2 still. I feel like I'm almost done with it. I finished all of the Chaos Theory modes, which were like hit, hit and miss. Some of them were, were fine. I liked the original Jurassic Park one. I liked the Jurassic World one a lot. And the Jurassic Park 2 Lost World one was pretty good. Um, but the Fallen Kingdom one was, I don't know, it was interesting. In that one, you actually go into, you go back to Jurassic World and like you make sure all the dinosaurs are safe and then you just dismantle it. You literally just destroy the entire park. And that's that's kind of fun. It's not why I played the game, but it's like, it was okay. But then the challenge modes are fucking hard. So I was thinking about maybe getting the platinum trophy because I love I got the platinum trophy for the first one. I love the I love the general like gameplay and everything. But to get that, you have to get you have to do every challenge map, which I think there's five of them on both. Well, not on both, but like at least on Jurassic difficulty, which is like super hard. And I tried the first one fucking wrecked me. I'm like, oh, man, I don't think I don't think that's happening. So. I'm just playing them on the the basic difficulty and having a better time and just like unlocking all the dinosaurs and and giving birth to new dino babies and stuff. So that's that's pretty fun. And then I played Before Your Eyes. Have you heard of this game? You probably no, you probably heard of this. I right? have not heard of this game. It's a game that tracks your eye, not movement, but your eye blinking. And so it's a narrative game. I would call it a walking sim, but you don't really walk. You just kind of look. You just look at, watch stuff, watch scenes unfold. Um, it's it's an indie game, so it looks very much like an indie game. It has that very like um, minimal kind of rudimentary art style, which is fine. Um, but it's a story, and every time you blink, your webcam picks it up, and it goes to the next scene. And so you follow the life of this kid from basically from birth not birth but like early childhood um to adulthood and every time you blink it jumps ahead in time and sometimes it's like later in the day sometimes it's a few weeks from now sometimes it's like a few years and so the concept was really fascinating to me i was a little bit worried about the tech because i've heard people saying it doesn't work that well and when i loaded it up it wasn't working super well um, this was one of the ones I got on Black Friday on a Black Friday sale on Steam. It was uh, it's twenty dollars normally. It was thirteen dollars on sale, so I was like, sure, I'll grab it. Um, and I've heard so much about it, and I wanted to play it before the end of the year. And um, I don't want to say too much about it because again, it's a narrative game, and so much of what I liked about it was both the narrative and oh i interrupted myself the the technology like i was worried about it not working because i heard people say and when i loaded it up it didn't work very well but you can calibrate it and when i went in and calibrated it it worked like 95 percent of the time it registered my blinks accurately Mm -hmm. which was really impressive i will say if you're going to play it do make sure to sit 
like do a game tells you in the beginning set in like a well lit area where your face is evenly lit make sure that the light the light source in your room or wherever you're playing is not overhead because it's going to leave shadows in your eye sockets mm. and it won't be able to register make sure you have some kind of light source shining towards your face at least so that again like the light is evenly across your face so my deep sunken um, eyes are not going to work very well <laughs> They might. I think the lighting right now, I mean, people can't see it, but I think that would work. Um, I'll just go like this one. Just the whole time, yeah. (laughs) Well, that was one of the things as I was going into it, like, man, I I always went and I always, it sounds like I'm running around fucking like a weirdo having a staring contest. But like, anytime I would have staring contests with people, they'd be like, all right, let's go. And I'd always win because I I can stare. Like, there's not many things I'm good at, but staring is one of them. I can stare. I'm a staring fool. Can't do many um, things good. But I can stare. <laughs> that sounds like a beginning of like an Adam Sandler movie. Like <laughs> old staring Joe. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I I don't know. Like, I'm gonna see how long I can like hold my eye and just let the, it doesn't work that way though. Like the scenes are limited. Mm. It gets to a certain point where they expect you to blink. And so you'll get a sense of like, all right, well, nothing else is happening time to blink so it's not like like if you don't blink there's like a 60 minute scene you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they're they're pretty short um but yeah i don't want to say much about the narrative but i thought it was incredible it was very effective that's the word i'll use i'll be very careful and i think narratively there's i don't even know if i want to call it a twist it's just there's um the way that the narrative unfolds is is super unique and interesting. That's I'll I'll probably just leave it at that. But it's again, I don't know if it's still thirteen bucks on Steam, but I, I think I got it like a week, week and a half ago, so it might still be Did you speed on run sale. it? I did not speed run <laughs> it. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. Um speedrunners beat <laughs> before your eyes in seventeen seconds. That's an interesting um, concept. That's like a that's a weird a weird thing. To, it's a it's a weird thing to do in general like control your are they expecting like you to do like certain emotions to like cause you to kind of like blink in some scenes um i don't know how much i want to say about that okay not really kind no, of i kind mean kind of maybe it's it's an sorta. emotional story so if it makes you emotional eyes, eyes might get welled up a little bit and you might might, might get a little welled up maybe yeah maybe I'm gonna say it made me fucking ball. I'll just say that. Okay. I'll just, I'm just gonna, I'll just throw it out there. But, um, yeah, I was literally, I was literally like fucking sobbing after this, this game. But, uh, but yeah, so it, it wasn't was emotionally, good. it wasn't good. It, it was so bad that I was just, like, why did I pay $13? <laughs> blink, 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 um, blink, blink. <laughs> going to get a refund on Steam because I haven't played it for two hours. It is a very short game, too. I, I would say it took me about two, maybe two and a half hours. So, mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing, but yeah, if you're, if you like short, interesting narrative indie games, definitely give it a shot. It's probably going to be like in my game of the year list somewhere. And I think, but what I, part of what I like about it is like you said, it's an interesting concept and it's one of those things where it's like video games are the only medium that can do that. You know, in theory, you might be able to get a, you like make a movie where the movie is attached. But then at that point, I might just call that movie a video game because you're there's input, you know, and an interface and everything. So, but it's, it's a way that you can tell a story. But if you, if you call that 
And it makes the video games art. Video games aren't art, Joey. I know. They're just supposed to be fun, right? Uh, um, but yeah, I'm. it's one of those games where it's like I want to go out and tell everyone to play it so I can talk to them about it, but I don't want to tell them much about it. So how do you like sell people on that game? Like, hey, go play this game. I don't want to tell you too much about it. <laughs> just go play it. But just go play it, everyone, right now. God damn it. Um but yeah, so that's what we've been playing. Anything anything else? Anything we missed? No. Not that I missed. Let's talk about the nineteen ninety six video the, game buyer's guide. The nineteen ninety six. The one and only. Um the ultimate guide to the year's hottest video games from the editors of EGM. I'll tell you when I was reading through this on my computer, I had a nineties playlist playing in the background that featured Radiohead, Veruca Salt. Oasis. Look at that. See, yeah. getting in the mood. Yeah, yeah. How old were we in 1986? At this time in December of 96, I would have been, I would have just turned 14, I think. Uh, so you yeah. would have been 13. Yeah, right? 13. Yeah. Getting ready to turn 14. Getting ready February, to turn 14. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the reasons that this magazine stuck with me and why I loved it so much Actually, was no, this 12. was. I was 12. Oh, you're, that's right. You're a full year yeah, behind I can't, me. Yeah. I can't math. Um, yeah, I just remember, I'm like, your birthday is just a couple months after me, but yeah, you're a full full year. Fucking youngin. <laughs> Here I am talking about how old I am, and you're there in all your youthful glory. Full year and three months <laughs> younger. Um, which seems like a big deal when you're a teenager. It's like, oh, wow, that guy's a year older than me. <laughs> you're younger than me. And, and he's now making out like, with me. What? He's making out what's happening. <laughs> wow. Um, but this, in 1996, this was right after, like, I I think fully realized that I was what I would later call a gamer. Before that, I liked video games. They were a hobby, but I wasn't, like, in love with them, like, obsessed with them. And then I played Chrono Trigger, and I was, like, and I was starting to get there before Chrono Trigger. It wasn't like Chrono Trigger... Like I wasn't, because obviously, like I said, I was reading the 1995 Video Game Buyer's Guide, which recommended Chrono Trigger. Um, so I was reading gaming magazines and stuff like that, but Chrono Trigger really, I think, ampli- like amplified that times a million. So what was your, what? where were you at in terms of like gaming at this point? Uh, so let's see, Super Nintendo, I was probably, I was, I didn't have a PlayStation yet because I was going to get that. I was going to get the Nintendo 64 when it came out, but everywhere was sold out and I didn't have quite enough money for Christmas. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a PlayStation. So I ended up buying a PlayStation. Um, Trader. Yeah. I was a you know, Nintendo <laughs> fanboy. I had Nintendo or I had NES. I had Game Boy and Super Nintendo. Never had a Sega system or anything like that. Played people's Segas and Game Gears and stuff like that. And, just like, yeah, it's cool. I, you know, I kind of wanted a Genesis just for like some of the stuff, but like, like secretly, right? Like no, I've, that. I expressed interest. I'm like, oh, oh you yeah. know, it'd be cool. Like they have this, 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 and you know, all that stuff, but never did. Cause it was still kind of a hundred dollars was expensive when I was like, you know, yeah. 10. So, um, it's, you know, it's interesting to say like you, you realize you're a gamer. I, I think that's just kind of like of that era. I think that's when people started like, when gaming culture started becoming a thing 
because of like probably like internet message boards and BBSs and right. stuff like that. Like the advent of internet probably helped fuel that more and kind of bring out the fanboyism of video games and stuff like that. Well, yeah, because then you realize you're 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 a part of a community. Like when you're just playing games on your own, you're like, I just like games, and then you mm-hmm. realize. It's not, and like I went to school, and so like there were people at school that played games, but like a few people. And then, like you said, the next generation after this, and like around 2000, I was starting to get on A1 to Messenger and message boards and stuff. And I'm like, there's a lot of people out there that play games and play the kind of games that I like. And we all share these certain kind of language and experience and history. And so, yeah, like I think, and I think you know, this is what led me there because I didn't have the internet in 1996, obviously, or 95. No, I didn't either. Um, but I think a lot of us were probably in this really formative gaming stage and then the internet just like exploded and became became part of it. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be fun to just kind of go through this. Uh, a part of me is like, I don't know how to make this. I guess I could share this to like a Google Drive, but I didn't scan the whole magazine I was trying to do this while I was grading. And so it was just like a page at a time. And I only scanned the stuff that I thought would be interesting. Um, And so unfortunately, we don't have it. There's not like a version online. I couldn't find like a scan that anyone had done. Um, So I would love to say follow along audience. But again, maybe maybe I can do maybe I can share it somehow and put it in the, the show notes. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to talk. About you could, sub- but, you could uh, actually scan it and submit it to that archive. I could, but I think they would want me to scan it for real and like you could i mean some some of those ones that that were on the archive were not like the best scans in the world either so as long as you get like a majority of the page i think you'll be fine all right well maybe i'll try to do that over break um which because i don't have time to do that now so i'm sorry listener you you don't have time but we will describe stuff the the first thing i scanned was the yeah pretend um i scanned an ad (laughs) which i didn't even get the whole ad but it's just, it's one of those like very classic 90s ads um, and it's for 3DO and it says, it shows this like, one of the things in the 90s was like exaggerated, grotesque artwork. Like think, I remember think having Verti- these, Vertigo comics, like shade that are not uh, uh, like Sandman, like type of ver- imagery, like yeah, that sort of like stuff. Like exaggerated features gross stuff weird angles yeah like fish like, eye. almost like yeah. fish eye yeah yeah and so that's what this is this guy playing and Just, it says to survive let's, in the zone let's, let's describe this gentleman here he has a uh knit cap on he has a ponytail mm-hmm. and a soul patch and he's wearing uh mirrored uh or very dark uh sunglasses like circle circle frame glasses with a golden earring White t-shirt. His ponytail almost looks like it's... Or actually, no, it's not a ponytail. It's a vest. He's wearing a vest. Oh, I thought it was a ponytail yeah, too. I yeah, I see it on the other side. It is a vest. That oh is, my God, the vest look from the 90s yes. was like a white t-shirt. Oh man, yeah. that was a thing. That was a thing. Yeah, and, and you can see a 3DO next to him. Why? And then like... Okay, the, so he's sitting directly in front of the TV. I know. But he's looking above it. At the camera, almost off, kind of off camera. Like so, the camera is like those off. eyes look pretty nice. 
The, I, the eye art is pretty cool. He's got a Matthew Lillard forehead vein going there. Oh, he does. He does Lillard. actually look a lot like Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he's got an <laughs> earring. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like he's sitting right in front of the TV, and in the background you can see like a computer desk with a computer on it, um, and a 3DO poster. That's how much he loves 3DO. It's a very detailed picture. It is. Now that I, the more I look at it. And his name at the bottom, it says a real experience from the real 3DO zone. Jimmy, what about? <laughs> Jimmy, what about? Jimmy, Jimmy, what about? Is that is that it? Just Jimmy, what about? Yeah, because the next page it shows. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, there's no Gex. It looks like there's a comma there, but then there's nothing after the comma. Right. Yeah, that's very weird. And then the next, yeah, the next page is just a bunch of screenshots. Uh, Gex looks like the real zone is a trademark of the, of the something Electric Corp of America. <laughs> so <you know. laughs> Thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to use it without attribution and get in trouble. Yeah. From Panasonic. Well, Panasonic is still around. So, do you ever play with 3DO? No. Neither did I. One of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this issue too, though, is we'll get to it later. There were so many consoles out at this time. Mm-hmm. Like now it's so fucking neat and tidy. There's, there's three. And of course you'll have a couple of like, there's that, the Atari relaunch thing that happened. And so like, you'll have things like that. And it's like, eh. but at this time there were a number of consoles. It's so weird to think back, to think about how, like how crowded the market was, but um, but yeah, and then the contents, uh, which we don't have to read through all of this, but what I thought was interesting, so it goes through the, the contents and it has like EGM's editorial, EGM's best and worst of 95, system wars, EGM rates the systems, controllers of 95, review review crew, and the fact file. So that made me just sort of, I'm like, well, this is just an issue of EGM then, especially because like the parts about like the year, like the recommendation part, the buyer's guide part is only like a portion of the first part of the magazine. And then the rest of it is like the right, there's a strategy guides. Why are there strategy guides in a buyer's guide? This is supposed to be like guiding people to what to buy. And you're like, here's how to beat Yoshi's Island. Like what? That's kind of weird. Well, it's not even like really like a strategy guide. It's like, here's like three tips that early on in the game. Like, and then that's it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, doesn't really tell you anything else. Well, oh well, that's actually that's that's my fault. I only scanned the first page. Of oh, I see you messed up. You. Gotcha. I didn't mess up. I didn't have time. I'm not gonna. You don't need to know how to beat Lunar. Which Lunar game is it? One of the Lunar. Uh, Eternal Blue. Second. Yeah, one. Eternal Blue. You don't need to know how to beat it. You've beaten it. No, I haven't. Have you? No. Oh shit! Really? No. Remember? Have it? No, because remember, I I said I started playing it like immediately after I finished the first one. I'm like, I can't get into another fucking. 80 hour RPG that's almost exactly the same as the, the one I just played. So I need so to. You don't own it though? No, I do own it. Oh, okay. I just that's haven't, what I thought. Yeah. I haven't played it. So I played um, like the first like two hours of it. I'm like, I can't do this again right now. I never played it. Yeah. So I, I but you, so maybe I should have. Do you want me to scan the rest so you can? No, it's you okay. Can actually you, can play just, it? you can leave sure. me hanging. You can, you're going to use that. You're not going to look it up online. You're going to use my stained, wrinkly old <laughs> magazine. <laughs> oh, good. You said magazine. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's great. Anyway. That's not good. 
Uh, he's talking about my dick. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, they, <laughs> the editorial uh, page, which I do actually want to read. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing. I think I will read the whole thing because I think it's really interesting. Because again, editorials are like the editor's take or like you know viewpoint of a specific era, and so I think this could be really interesting because it was the shift between the sixteen and thirty-two bit generations. But before I read that, there's the the list of um, like the uh, the crew, the um, editors and such, and I thought that was interesting in part because assistant editors they actually have Sushi X listed I saw that, yeah. as an assistant editor, which he like we pointed out before, he was not a who, real person. Who, who was Sushi Sushi X at the time? Was it Samrad? I think I think they said it depended. I think it was like well, I mean, it was, it was between like two people like at this at this time at this era. Yeah, it must I, have I, been. I want to say Samrad was one of them. I don't remember who the other one was. I mean, I could I can look this up. It's it's searchable on the internet, but yeah, but um, but I just I just think it's so funny they actually list him. Like, who reads? No one reads this part of the mag. No one's going through every every month like. Let me see who the editorial crew is this year. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought that was funny. But this is the editorial from, oh, it doesn't say, so I'm guessing it's probably Ed Semrad. But uh, it says, it is no deep, dark secret, which is another thing. Sorry to interrupt myself again. But they did, the, this is another 90s thing, where they use a, 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 a like very different font with like random words in a paragraph. So like it'll be the most of the paragraph will be normal font size and everything. And then there's like key phrases that are not just bolded, but that are like 14 times bigger than the regular font and like a yeah, different You're color. going from like a 12 point font to like a 24 point font. That's completely yeah. different in a different color. It's like red. Yeah. It says it is no deep, dark secret that 32-bit is where all the attention is being focused these days. Now that the Sony PlayStation and Sega Saturn have joined the ranks of next-generation hardware systems, the future of the trusty 16-bitters is looking dim. 16-bitters. If, <laughs> if it wasn't for RPGs and a couple of sports games, the old workhorses would be joining the likes of Rob uh, Menacer? Menacer and Activate. So I want to... What is Menacer? So I want to point out that they say like... Uh, these old words will be joining the likes of Rob, Menacer, and the Activator in our closet. So the Rob is the robot from the NES era, which came out in, you know, the early 90s. The Menacer and the Activator are products they talk about in the buyer's guide because they came out around that same time. So <laughs> they came out, I think, that year or the year before, and they're like, they're already in our closet because they suck. <laughs> uh, the Menacer was the uh, Genesis gun. That was oh, that was wow. their light gun, and then the uh, activator was the. Remember the ring that was on the floor that you could play fighting games with motion. Oh, it was just the light. Oh my god! It had just light I didn't sensors remember and, until you just said that. Yeah. It, as far as I understood, it never worked. Uh, <laughs> or it didn't it? Was basically just like mapping like buttons to like areas. So instead of being able to like push up and up and A on a Genesis pad, you had to like kick this foot out and then kick another foot out or something like that or to like do a swiping motion to do stuff it was just, it apparently never worked i never tried it oh, yeah. i'd love to have one of those but though. it's it's that already be... in their closet <laughs> like i just <laughs> i just thought that was a funny line like they mentioned something from the previous era and then stuff that they're literally reviewing in the magazine later on yeah 
anyway. um, it goes on enough mourning for the past. The baton has been passed to the, to the 32-bit systems, and now it is survival of the fittest. In this coming year, a decisive leader should emerge, but who will it be? Sony has certainly jumped to a great start, but can they keep it up? Sega's new 299 price for the Saturn should help sales, but can they come through with enough software to get players to want to buy the system? More good licenses uh, would sure help. 3DO has the numbers, lots of systems and plenty of games, but they have stalled. Perhaps the M2 can draw the players back. Then there is the big unknown, Nintendo. The next time this... Uh, wait, sorry, this time next month, we'll know what the company has been keeping behind its locked doors, but for now, we are at best cautiously optimistic. So that's, again, part of the reason that I thought this issue might be interesting, because this was pre-PlayStation era. This was like... This was the PlayStation was, as they just said, still kind of an unknown. Like they were just one of many systems. Yeah, because what it came out that that September. Yeah. Wait, what, when was the PlayStation? I think so. Maybe I did get it. Maybe October. Away. Hold on, I got, I got, I got to fact check this here. Sure. Yeah, I'll keep reading. Keep reading. So where are we now? We have never been afraid to to voice our opinion, and if you look at our system reviews, you will see that the. And again, giant red font. PlayStation wins hands down. Our guys get to play everything for every system all day long. What system do they play when they go home? That is, when they go, they get to go home. Ooh, overworking. Oh, what a very... <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, the PlayStation. Yeah. It's not the review crew that likes Sony's Wonder Machine. It's not only, sorry, it's not only the review crew that likes Sony's Wonder Machine. We polled all of our staff, and they have decided that the game of the year should go to Twisted Metal, a PlayStation game. Again, in all big red font. Read through the various awards, and you will see PlayStation mentioned everywhere, from the best fighting game, Battle Arena. Arena. Well, don't I'm not going to spoil. Don't spoil anything. It, magazine. They, they spoiled it in the magazine already. Like that's they, true. So they whatever. Uh, to the best fight, uh, flight sim. To the best shooter. The list goes on. One cautionary note, though. In order to get this book to you in a timely manner, we had to finally say, stop. Actually, our printer said it for us. That date was October 15th. Games received after that date will be considered for awards next year. Why mention it? Because a lot of games that we expect to be great just aren't ready yet. For example, a lot of Sega's second-generation discs will be available in November, like Virtual Fighter 2 and Sega Rally, also, a lot of 32-bit sports games aren't in yet. In the past, it took 90 companies... Oh, sorry. took 90 days to get a cart out in the stores by Christmas. Back then, we could have closed the book on October 15th and had covered all the carts that would have been out that year. Now we are dealing with discs that have a turnaround time of only about two weeks. The companies are using the extra two months to finish its games. For reviews of these products, check the December and January issues of EGM. So that, again, super interesting. We're changing from carts over to discs and even development time and development, like, you know, release windows and stuff we're changing. That's, uh, I find that fascinating. So the PlayStation came out in September 95 and the 64 came out in September of 96. So I got my PlayStation in 96. Gotcha. So it had been out for a year at that point. Wow, so that was we we had diverged because I I got the sixty four at launch, so we were that's where we that's where we split. When our set, I st- I was a true Nintendo fanboy for a little while longer, <laughs> and then I got a PlayStation, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of nice having everything, <laughs> um, which we'll cover later. Not everything, but 
you know, the big ones. But um, their game of the year, as mentioned, Twisted Metal by Sony. Um, do we think that holds up? 1996 game of the year? I, sh- I don't I don't know. Well, that would have been 95 game of the year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they said it was a tough call between that and Chrono Trigger. So, uh, I mean, at the time, Twisted Metal was a hell of a game. Like it still yeah. still plays pretty well if you play it now. It's still pretty pretty fast and smooth. Um, it's still fun to play, pick up and play. So, but it's I think it does speak to to how we value games because I think if you if you polled a lot of people, it would be it might be flipped. I don't know if it would be like dramatically, but I think we look at like narrative games, like story games, as being more. I mean, we look at the game of the year contenders, like a lot of times sports games and, you know, games that are multiplayer only don't normally get nominated, but big story driven games, God of War, Red Dead, stuff like that. I think, you know, The Last of Us, those are the types of games that seem to be favored nowadays. It's almost like award shows and stuff like that, where they favor the stuff that's like, you know, like more thought rather than, you know, popcorn movies or stuff like that. You know, that's why superhero movies never get like nominated for Oscars or anything like that, even though they could be really good, even though they're not. Um, (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And at this time, playing multiplayer games at home was still fairly novel i would say like games like this anyway um because you were used to going to the arcades to play 3d games with your friends but like being able to play twisted metal at home with your friends was fun it was it was a lot of fun like you said i I was very happy to see that it was in contention with chrono trigger mm. because obviously favorite game of, of all time but um but I really wonder, I wonder if, if we were to put a poll out today or to to ask people, like, what was the best game of 1995, which one would get more nominations? Chrono Trigger, for um, sure. Because those, so? those people are rabid nerds. How dare you? How dare you? I mean, look at your... Twisted Metal look fans. At, look at how you reacted right there. Look, Twisted Metal fans. It, it doesn't matter what they are, because you don't get no new game. Oh, and you Chrono Trigger fans. Never mind. Um, When's the last time there's been a new Chrono Trigger game, Joey? 1999, mm, when did Chrono Cross come out? Mm-hmm. Something like that. How long ago? Um, that is interesting. Like, there are all these rumors, which I don't know if they've ever clarified or dismissed, but um, of a Twisted Metal, uh, like, 100, um, what am I thinking of? A Battle Royale type game? I'm wondering if that's ever going to happen. Because I feel like Twisted Metal should come back i think with today's graphics and physics engines i think it could be david jaffe's really cool david jaffe's got some issues he's got he does he's got some opinions so he doesn't own he's 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 twisted metal he is he's twisted metal he's like it's like contractual like he can't i mean i don't know but like that's that's his that's his game like he Hmm. you know that's his series so I don't know how much he owns of it or whatever. I don't know if it's a Sony property specifically or whatever, but I don't know if he has any creative control over it, but 
Right. I mean, that, that, that last one they did for PlayStation three, I don't think it did as what nearly as well as they had hoped. Um, so I don't think there's going to be another twisted metal, which sucks. Yeah. But I mean, also too, like that sort of gameplay doesn't really kind of hold up anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I don't know. It's just, it's not quite the same. Like it's, it's more of an arcade game. It's not something like you sit down and like play for, you know, a couple hours. It's like, you just kind of pick up, play it and then like, okay, I'm done. Move on. Go to the next thing sort of thing, or just pick it up for killing half an hour here and there. Um, so it would definitely have to be like reimagined to, to be successful. Now, I mean, they, and, well, that's what they tried when they did the PlayStation three one. And like, they tried doing like a more story based campaign and stuff like that. And it's, it, 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 it like kind of like lost a lot of like that feel of, of the old game because of like kind of the restrictions they put on it. Like some levels, like, you know, you had, they were timed and you couldn't just do like free for all arena type stuff or like you like shoehorned like a capture the flag or king of the hill like mode in the, in the game. And it's like, it, that's not fun. Like, I don't want to play that. I just want to shoot shit. Um, Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what they would do to save it. Like, I think having it be a multi-environment thing, you know, where you can drive through environments, um, and having it be more, or like maybe even just like pop in, pop out, like you know, up to fifty players or something, like just a persistent world type thing. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that would work. Kind of like a GTA Online. Yeah, but with you just stay in the cars and you don't get out. <laughs> That's the thing. All right, talking myself out of it. <laughs> yeah, see, like, yeah, it, it just, it had its time. It's yeah. still fun to play, but it had its time. I don't think it's going to come back, sadly. Yeah. I would like them to maybe, like, do, like, a remaster of the original game. Like, just clean it up, make it smooth, and put all the original videos back in it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if they did that, I would want it to be... A trilogy, like do the whole trilogy, oh, yeah. you know? Yes, what I definitely. Because or the second or just, game, I think, or just was... do the first two. Is it is it well known that the second game is the best? Second game, I feel like it. Second game is definitely right. the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Third game, um, not so much. But it was also a different yeah. developer. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> that also won game of the year for PlayStation. It did. Stunner. Uh, so there's that game of the year for Super Nintendo. Probably no spoiler. Chrono Trigger, which I thought was a little funny because they spell it's all one word. They spelled it correctly elsewhere, but in the little there's um, there's some copy errors I noticed. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll point one out later on because not only in the title, like it says Game of the Year Super NES Square Chrono Trigger, and so Chrono like Trigger. the little subtitle Chrono Trigger, and then but right below that in the actual paragraph, it also says Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I think it's just bad kerning. Um, I think it's just just yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and they did say the issue was rushed, so maybe yeah. that was part of it. But uh Game of the Year arcade Tekken two. I can see that. Yeah, that I don't sense. I'm trying to remember ninety five arcade games. Three D fighters were still pretty pretty big yeah. at the time. So uh but it is funny. I love seeing things like the graphics are beautiful. Because like now it's like it's it's hard to put yourself in the mindset of someone in 1995 looking at Tekken Two and being like, <laughs> "This is oh, the, like this is never gonna get better." I know even games that like like 
uh, Soul Calibur. When I played Dreamcast, so my friend Dave, uh, David, um, got a, he won, he was so lucky, son of a bitch, won a Dreamcast from, I think, Hollywood Video or something like that. And like, I didn't, I almost didn't believe him. Like, he, he's like, yeah, I want a Dreamcast. I was like, what? That doesn't happen. People don't just win stuff. You know what I mean? And so he's like, yeah, come over and play. So I, I went over there and played. We played Soul Calibur, um, Dead or Alive, and Resident Evil Code Veronica. Veronica. I think those are Code Veronica. Yeah. X. And no, not X. X was PlayStation. X was the PlayStation release. It was just Code Veronica. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and I remember being like, oh my God, this is so beautiful like these graphics so how can they get more realistic and i know that's a joke now because people have thought that about like some of the ugliest games but they were they looked so good and then i recently played through code veronica on my ps4 ps5 one of them and i was like now granted it's not the same as playing it on a crt there's definitely something lost weirdly enough about playing it on a high def because it wasn't these the graphics were not designed to be played on a flat screen. Um, they were meant to be played on a CRT and they were designed with that. So like maybe it looked better on a CRT, but I was still, I was looking at it like, and then I was playing Code Veronica X, the the repolished like remastered mm-hmm. version. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe 1995 Tekken 2 was. I mean, that would have been beautiful. on a, that would have been on a CRT. So yeah. Game of the year for Genesis, Vector Man. Never played now, it. Vector Man, neither did I, but I almost feel like it's a joke now. Like I feel like people talk about Vector Man like like a wannabe well, that, mascot that, character. Yeah, that was supposed to be like that that's it for Mario. He's dead. Like Vector How many Man. times have we heard that? Just just King. It, it, <laughs> it's well, Chris Pratt's gonna kill him, so That's true, yeah. God bless. Um Game of the Year for Saturn was Panzer Dragoon. That was one of those games that looked even in the screenshot there. It looks really good, um, and I I I did want a Saturn. I didn't I didn't know at the time. I'm trying to str- I'm struggling to remember how I felt about like the PlayStation versus Saturn thing. I think I was in disbelief that Sega could fall. Like Sega was the big competitor with Nintendo, so like the idea that Sony could come in and just like, you know, I I had no. I had no concept that within what five or six years from this Sega would be out of the hardware business. If you would have told me that I would have been like, no fucking way. No, no way. I knew, I knew the Saturn wasn't going to do that good because I remember seeing like comparison screenshots from like PlayStation versus Saturn. And like, you could see like graphical quality dips and stuff like that. Like it couldn't handle, like the Saturn could not handle transparencies as good as Mm. the um, PlayStation good. Um, so like he, he had that and then they're like, just some like color issues and stuff like that. Like stuff just didn't, stuff just didn't look as good. It didn't look as smooth as it did on the PlayStation. Granted, it all looked super jaggy anyway. Um, so <laughs> saying something looks smooth was that's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Me? I, I, Go ahead. if I got, a Saturn, like Saturn is one of those that I, one of those systems that I want in my collection at some point, like whenever I start, you know, making some serious, not serious money, some decent money, I'm going to try to track down a, a Sega Saturn and I would love to get Panzer Dragoon on it. But, um, you know, you could just play, there's ways to play Panzer Dragoon without owning a Saturn, right? But I want a Saturn. Yeah, I can play 
I can play those games, but I want I want a Saturn. Um, and then Game of the Year 3DO. Say it with me, everyone. Gex. <laughs> I mean, I've I've heard Gex is a good game. I mean, I remember playing. Yeah. I remember playing in demo kiosks. Yeah. Uh, Dana Gould is in it, so he's funny. Really? Yeah. He's he's Gex. Huh. Oh shit. Yeah. I know that. So, what happened to him? Is he still? still he's still around? he's still doing stuff. I think. I don't know. I haven't looked him up recently, so it's not 1998 social media. I, I believe he is. <laughs> I believe he's on at least. Oh Twitter, wow! So, um, game of the year, Virtual Boy, <laughs> Red Alarm. <laughs> I so I love um, I love how like they have like full paragraphs for some of the stuff, and then it's like Virtual Boy mm-hmm. is like literally one line. <laughs> for, for yeah, Virtual Boy, Game Boy, and Game Gear, they all have one line. And Red Alarm says. Red Alarm was a cool 3D Star Fox clone with some wild effects. Cool. And that was it. It was interesting. Um, I re- I borrowed a, a rented a Virtual Boy from Blockbuster at the time. And so I did played. I. That was the only system. Why didn't we I, that, just buy it? That was the only system I ever rented. I think so. I think me, me too. I'm pretty sure that was the only one. Um I thought we rented one as a group later, but maybe, maybe not. But uh, yeah, the Virtual Boy, I because I wanted to buy it. And now, again, I, I say like, why didn't we buy it? We, of course, we didn't have our own money. We were like begging our parents. And but, it was like, expensive. The fact, because you had to put the whole the whole price down as a... As a deposit. What, as a, like a... Right, as a deposit. Yeah, and you get it back. But like... So then you're like, hey, parents, will you put $250 up you know, so that I can borrow this thing and then I'll give it back in three days or whatever it was. Like how, why was it easier to convince them of that than just like, well, because you, just, you like, were going to get the money back, I guess, but you know, it's better, ah. it's better that than spending, you know, an extra hundred dollars on something that like, Oh, I, don't, I really don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I do wish I would have gotten one. I have one now, but the battery pack is broken, so I can't play it. Um, you, you could, but I you wish know, I would have, you could one. just buy one of those too on eBay. I looked. It's they're they're inor- inordinately expensive. Really? That's yeah. Wow. Okay. And I thought I could just use a regular AC adapter, but everything I was looking up said, nope, it would fry the system. So, huh? Um, yeah. I'm what I'm maybe with 3D printing. Maybe people will start printing stuff like that and just. Yeah, that seems that doesn't seem like it would still be that crazy expensive unless you're like getting like the yeah. official like looking for the official ones. I'm sure people make third party ones you can get that are cheaper. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway. I'll get one eventually, but Game Boy Game of the Year, Donkey Kong Land. I guess. Yes, yeah, sure. Never played it. Yeah. I do. Donkey I do Kong like Country how that they. Huge. I do like how they called like their Game Boy versions of games. They stuck with the Land instead of like yeah, you know, Super Mario Brothers, that's true. Super Mario Brother, Super Mario Land. Donkey yeah, Country, Donkey that's Kong interesting. Land. That's interesting. I never thought about that, and I wonder if it has to do with Disney World and Disneyland because Disney World is like the bigger more expansive park and Disneyland from my understanding is like a little bit more limited because Nintendo is long, long obsessed with Disney. You know what I mean? They want mm-hmm. to emulate Disney. And so I wonder if the game boy is like their Disneyland, Disneyland like Maybe. smaller, more limited. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. Game of the year, game gear, super return S- of the Jedi. Yeah. The super Nintendo version. Oh, it says THQ. I was like, Who's that publisher? It looks like why, like Tooth. Tooth. Is there? There's an apostrophe. There is an apostrophe. Yeah, yeah, this font is that they put on this is just horrendous. Yeah. Um, 
I like how the whole thing is like very virtual boy themed too, the red and black backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. There's much shit as they or, talk about a virtual boy later on. <laughs> actually, it kind of looks like uh Gigas or Gigas from Earthbound. Mm. Final final enemy. Or those cherry coke cans from the nineties. Oh yeah. Or those edgy coke cans. Throwback. Um Game of the Year, Sega CD, Lunar Eternal Blue. Mm-hmm. There we go. I didn't realize. Did that? So that also came out for the PlayStation. Yeah, right? they did the like. Rem- I guess they would have been remasters at the time. They just didn't call wow. them remasters. They call them complete editions or whatever. They had the full animatic. That's scenes super and stuff. interesting. I wonder if that. Like, I would be curious to see to look up like a history of working remasters and re-releases. Oh. Yeah, because like. Yeah, working designs too, but like remasters and re-releases, like because those those are so common now. But in a weird way, they sort of feel new still, like last like last couple generations kind of thing. But the idea that they were still doing it way back then is uh, sort of interesting. Um, Game of the Year thirty two X was one of the games that we had in our Who Knew That review. Oh yeah, Virtual Fighter by Sega. You know, with the, which I just want to touch on the uh, the remaster remake thing. I wonder if partially that even though it's like become more of a regular thing, like back then it was like because they did it because like there were so limited, they were like so limited on copies before because like there were only so many copies of Lunar Silver Star and Eternal Blue out there uh, when they were originally released. So like right. not many people got to play it. So then they they can release it, re-release it to a wider audience on a grander scale, sort of thing. Whereas now it's just like they're almost they're not like remasters, almost like rehashing stuff that people have yeah. already played and just making it look slightly better. Sorry, tangent. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, especially because like you know RPGs at this point in time were not huge; they were still considered fairly niche, like JRPGs, um, and so. Like you said, not a lot of copies were often released. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, yeah, they were like, well, dang, we couldn't have predicted that the PlayStation would blow up like it did. So now there's actually a big audience for this thing. Maybe maybe we can actually find find an audience. Because when I hear Lunar, I don't think Sega CD for sure. No, no. <laughs> you know? Nope. Um, which was an attachment for your Sega Genesis, by the way, we should mention. It wasn't the Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn was the first... CD-based Sega system, mm-hmm. but the Sega CD was just an attachment for your Genesis, so it wasn't technically a system unto itself. Um, Game of the Year, Neo Geo, King of Fighters 95. We It was 90, King of Fighters 96 that we were, we were looking for forever. I would go in every GameStop mm-hmm. we would go in back in the day, Funko Land. I was like, do you have King of Fighters 96? They were like, Why did you want no. that one so specifically? I don't remember. I think because I played the arcade game and I really liked it. Um, and there was something about 96 that was different and better for some reason. I don't remember. But it was like, yeah, it was like for some reason 96. I I really wanted it. Mm. They would be like, we have 95. And I was like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, that never happened. But <laughs> You take this um, game and shove it up your ass, Crispin. Shove it up your ass, Crispin Boyer. <laughs> Just kidding. I have no. <laughs> is that what you're referring yes, to? Yes, that's who I was. <laughs> I don't know. Future why. editor or future writer in uh, EGM. <laughs> <laughs> why? I have no idea. I'm sorry, Crispin, if you ever hear this. Mean to... No offense. <laughs> um, game of the Year Jaguar. 
Jaguar, Atari Jaguar, um, cannon fodder. RTS. That's what it was. Yeah. I never played it. I've seen it played. It seems like it's okay. Yeah, it says this turned out to be a harder decision than we expected. Because there was only one game? (laughs) So many games for the Jaguar. (laughs) When did Aliens vs. Predator? I feel like that's the game that everyone remembers. I think it was a shitty port. I think that's why, like... Because it was a it was a good arcade game, but I think the port the port sucked. Also, too, I don't know right. when, I don't even know when that came out. Honestly, that could have been ninety four. I don't know when did hmm. Jaguar come out ninety five. That sounds right. Yeah, maybe. All right. Hmm. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Best fighting game. All systems. Battle Arena Toshinden. Now that sort of surprises me, only because again, I mean, we just saw that Virtual Fighter and. Uh, Tekken 2 were out. Well, and they so, said all systems, uh, so I, I don't think they would be talking about arcade in this. Yeah, yeah, so I guess. That, that's, I think that they're doing like home-based stuff yeah. for that specifically. Uh, but I mean... They call it the first real 3D fighting game. I mean, it definitely was more 3D than Virtual Fighter. It had a little... Yeah. It had more like... Lateral movements than Virtua Fighter did. You can actually like kind of like run all the way to a side and stuff like that. I never liked the yeah. first one. Second one was better, in my opinion. Hmm. I don't think I ever played it. Hmm. 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 What I did play though is the best role playing game all systems, Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Chrono Trigger. All one word again. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah, look, it is. It it, it it doesn't have a space in the bottom there too. It, 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 yeah. it, so it wasn't just a typo. They just, they did that. That's weird. But I also, I do love that uh, they have a specific the, like the logo. logo. Yeah, the EGM. They can't, it says the EGM guys fought tooth and nail to play this one, but EGM is literally like an image of their logo just shrunken down <laughs> to be, to like fit into the typeface. It's very, very funny. I don't feel like we see that nowadays. Um Best action game, all systems. Yoshi's Island. That action game? Sure. I guess that's a platform. Oh, well, they don't have a platformer section on here. So action game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is that's true. These are weird categories. Mm-hmm. Like best sports game? What is that? NFL game day. Another NFL uh, game day. Another Sony game. Oh, shit. It's game day. Oh, shit. It's game day. Um... <laughs> Yeah, another Sony game. And back, this was at a time when, before Madden Supremacy, like when there were multiple. I remember getting a demo disc with NFL Game Day 99. And do you remember that? It was so glitchy. Like you'd kick the ball and it would just go to the moon. I, I, love, I love those Game Day games though, man. I love those like old, <laughs> like initial like sports games because they were just so not great. But they yeah. were fun too. I mean, at this time, it was so amazing to see players in 3D on the screen because you're so used to playing these like pixelized. Like, I had um, NFL football. It was literally just called NFL football for Super Nintendo, and it was like these big blocky pixelized guys. Uh, yes, like, I know. I know behind. which one you're talking about. Yes, I know that game. Yeah, uh, but it was kind of fun. It was fun. I liked it. But yeah, like being actually in a three like on a 3d field and looking down from above was very novel at the time revolutionary oh wow it says with sports titles like madden 96 or nba jam tournament edition this category really heated up so 
NFL Game Day Beat NBA Jam Tournament Edition. And Madden 96. But again, yeah. it was novel. It was a new game. It wasn't the same because Madden was still pumping out the same formula. Like yeah. I, th- I think 96 was their first foray into like an actual 3D. So of course, like the one that's like developed ground up for a 3D system, you know, first party is going to be better than a Madden game. For sure. So, best flight sim, quote unquote. All systems. Air combat, which, if I'm remembering correctly, is the, technically Ace Combat. Yes, that right? was the original. The name, that was the original name for Ace Combat. I yeah. don't. I don't know why they changed it. I don't remember. I think it had something to do with like there was something else called Ace Combat or something, or maybe not. Maybe it's just like Westerners won't know what Ace Combat is. I don't know how, but, um, but no, I. It's a series that I went on to love. I really liked. Ace Combat 2. I think by 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 the second game, I think they had changed it to Ace Combat. Yes, it was Ace Combat 2. Yeah, it says narrowly beating Warhawk. Which Realism in Sims that's has not, never been closer. I wouldn't call Warhawk Warhawk a flight sim either. It's it's yeah, it's twisted metal and planes. Yeah, I think yeah, especially when you look at real like Microsoft Flight Simulator versus you know Ace Combat Seven or something. It's um. I can understand for the time, you know, it was fairly simmy, but it's not like a real sim. They you d- know? they didn't need to make that a category. Yeah, they just wanted to. For sure. They just wanted to put Ace Combat somewhere. I guess that's right. That would have been me. Uh, best driving game, all systems. Ridge Racer. Racer. <laughs> um, not surprising. Well, they don't. Best Daytona. Wasn't out yet, so. Oh yeah, that's true. Best shooter, though, that's super interesting to me, because in '96 or '95, shooters were not what they would become. Just a couple years later, with like GoldenEye, and then going on eventually to like Halo and stuff. But um, Philosoma, I don't even know if I've ever heard of it. I, I mean, have, I must have heard I have of it. Never but. heard of this game. This is the first time I've heard of it. I don't even think it's a, what we would think of as a shooter. It it's looks a like a yeah, like a side scroller yeah. or vertical. top down, not top down, vertical. yeah, vertical shooter, like a yeah, scrolling shooter, huh? Best new character, all systems. This is this is sort of interesting. This is one that I don't think would would hold up. Rayman from Ubisoft. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I would have to look at some of the other new characters, but um, best game hunk. Oh, Shinden's foe on on Sant. Huh? Sant. What is what, what, what? Sant. What is Sant? Sant. Look above to Shinden. Sant. Look above. Oh, because the font, yeah. No, Sony it's looks not, very weird. No, it, it's a T. Because if you go down to the one in the lower left, that's a Y. Oh, and for Ubisoft. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Was, oh my that god! Was one of the, that was one of the copiers that I saw. Sant. I did not even notice that. That is hilarious. Yeah, their their font is so messed up that the Y <laughs> looks like a T, vague, or, or the, the sorry, T the looks T like vaguely a y. looks like a Y. And they didn't. Catch so it. I, when I looked at it, I was like, "What are you telling me? It's, it's a Sony." But then, yeah, I looked to the left of it, and it says Ubisoft, and it's Ubisoft with a T. So yeah, it's Sant. So Sant's play. Wait, Sant's PlayStation. <laughs> 
Um, Toshinden's foe is the best game hunk. This is that's dumb. Um, that's so. Uh, well, okay, so let's let's read the cringy uh, best game babe uh, for oh, all yeah. systems. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll read this one here. Yoshinden's Sophia. <laughs> Yoshin. <clears throat> the hottest babe was Sophia. Working at EGM, you sort of get used to bondage, so she instantly appealed to us. Her well-drawn figure is a real eye-catcher. Her whip is both phallic and useful. The skin-tight outfit she wears will make any video file go mad with lust. That is the worst fucking thing I've read in a while. Her whip is both phallic and useful. Why even mention that? Like, why is that Why is that a thing that you have to bring up in your fucking... I don't also, okay, well now I want to go back to Game Hunk. It says, sexy, bold, and handsome. These are the qualities of Toshinden's foe. Hey, so we have a thing for old men. He's much like our own hearts. Foe exhibits his youth proudly, calling forth noxious gases and moving with agility. Hottest Game Hunk? Certainly. See, that's the fucking thing. The fucking misogyny in these old magazines, like... For best game hunk, we can't actually choose an attractive dude because we're not we're not we're gonna choose an old man who farts. That's who we're gonna. That's who our best game hunk is. He's after our own hearts, man. Fucking farty. <laughs> best game babe though. Yeah, she's got she got her tits hanging out. She's got a phallic whip, and they they make that joke again about like oh at EGM you sort of get used to bondage. Yeah, <laughs> that's not cool, man. <laughs> Even back then. We whip, we whip our workers. Our workers are overworked and underpaid. <laughs> We're used to being tied to our desks. God damn it! But let's call our let's start calling ourselves video files instead of gamers. Video file. I like video heads better though. Yeah, video file sounds like I should be on a registry. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of them video files. <laughs> That's right. Can't can't work within three hundred yards of a television. Um. Best sound effects, all systems, Twisted Metal. I can agree with that. That, that game, I can see that. That game sounded pretty good. It had a good soundtrack, yeah. too. So I'm, it didn't win music, but it had a good soundtrack. And sound effects um, at the time, I mean, the shift to CD was like noticeable. Like they had really good sound. Um, best music, you, you said, did it didn't win. Because what did it lose to? Oh, yeah, Corona Trigger. But Corona one Trigger. of the things I think is interesting is um oh sorry Chrono Trigger uh let me go back where is it there was a point where they were showing screenshots of Chrono Trigger and they had scratched out the name oh you can that's, see... that's late that's later in the pages that, that okay. was that wasn't you that scratched I was because I was gonna bring that up I saw that there were no, names scratched me. out right because in Chrono Trigger you can rename your characters um and so under this like best music, uh, which is actually now that I think about it, they have best music cartridge and best music CD-ROM. But under the best music cartridge, Chrono Trigger one, and you see a screenshot of the the team of the of the party, and Chrono's name in the game by default is Chrono C R O N O, but this one is C H R N O, which is a little weird, and then Robo, which is Robo's name, and then Kairu. And it looks like Kairu is supposed to be frog. frog. I'm assuming that's probably a pre-release build. 
It could be because the chrono. Well, be also, like I think, where did it say? Um, in the game of the year, like the first page, uh, it said, "Note for games to be considered for awards, they had to be at least eighty percent complete and in our offices by October fifteenth. So, yeah, they could have had that. Could have because when did Chrono Trigger come out? When was it actually released? I think maybe October ninety five. So that might have been like a pre release build that they got all these screens from. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Hmm. So it probably didn't, it probably wasn't f- fully localized. Right. And I don't know. Did you look up the, uh, to see what that name is there in the, um, uh, Cairo? No. Yeah, let's see. I'm typing it all one word like an idiot. Sure. I'll, I'll just go on to the next category while you're looking that up. Best music CD ROM Rayman by Ubisoft. Once again, it says from tropical new age to rhythmic jazz. Rayman features some of the best music around. I've never played Rayman. Me neither. Crank it loud on your stereo. Crank it. That's what they say. Crank it. On your stereo. I just always sit home and crank it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Kairu is the Japanese name uh, for a frog in uh, Chrono Trigger. Huh. So, so yeah, that's, probably, that's probably a Japanese build of the game. Hmm. Uh, Rayman also won Best Animation for All Systems. Um, and then for Best Peripheral for All Systems... The Sony PlayStation 1 memory card. That seems so dumb now. <laughs> but at the time, it was pretty fucking amazing that you could save your game onto this card. And you didn't you didn't usually, huge asterisk there because it still happened, didn't usually have to worry about losing it. You know, if you saved to a cartridge, depending on how old the cartridge was, depending on what the phase of the moon was, whatever, sometimes it didn't <laughs> fucking seem to matter. You would just lose your saves and you'd be like, what happened? Oh, my save is deleted. With this memory card, you could save it to the memory card. You can copy it to another memory card. I could save something and give it to you and you could play a game. Like, it was pretty fucking amazing at the time. It was, but was it really a, a peripheral? Like, would you call would you call that a peripheral? Would you call I something ne- would you call something that is necessary a peripheral? That's a good question. At the time, they said it wasn't necessary because I want to say that the first that wave is, of PlayStation games. Okay, yes. The very first wave games mostly had password protection stuff. Right. But after that, it became, I mean, well, uh, it, 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 to that point then too, then what was it useful for before then? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So you could play the game, but you couldn't progress really, or you couldn't save your progress because like if you started unlocking things or you got to level four and then you turned your system off. I remember. So it was, yeah, it was kind of. Repeated. I remember playing, renting Jumping Flash 2. 2, yeah. And this is before I had a memory card. And that game had, it had to be saved to continue on. And I got really far. And I ended up leaving the system on all night. So the next morning, I went and bought a memory card so I can go save it and then continue playing it for the rest of the weekend. Uh, yeah. Remember leaving? Remember leaving systems on all night? Yeah, I did it with Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. I was so determined to beat that game because I loved the movie so much that I was like, as a true fan, I have to beat the game. But it was so fucking hard. And so there was one time that I finally got past a certain part. I don't remember what it was, and I was so close. I was at the end of the game, but I had been playing for like eight hours or something. And I had to go to sleep and I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it on 
and hope that the TV doesn't set on fire or the system doesn't shut down and it didn't. And then that part that I was like, so war, I was like, I'm not going to be able to beat it. I beat it so easily. I think I've had that experience so many times where like when I'm really tired and I've been playing a game for a long time, I feel like I can't beat a certain part. And then I just get some sleep and I wake up and it's like, Oh shit. Too, that was so too easy. hard. I'll try later. <laughs> too hard. I will go to sleep and then try later. But memory cards were also expensive, weren't they? Weren't they like 25 bucks? Yeah, they were like 25, 30 bucks, I think. So almost, yeah. almost as much as a game. <laughs> and they were, was it eight megabytes? No. No, the, the, those were, that was the PlayStation 2 ones. Oh. These were not, I think these were, I think these were like a meg or something like that. Wow. Um, I, speaking of leaving game systems on all night, I remember um, there was uh, a neighbor that, I would hang out with the kids because well, I was a kid. I would hang out with the other no. kids. Um, and in their basement, they had like a stand-up arcade cabinet that was like, I guess it, it wasn't modified. It was just like, I, I guess you could buy this at the time, but it was a stand-up arcade cabinet that you could slip Nintendo controllers into hmm. and like use like arcade sticks on a Nintendo Nintendo games pretty much. Dang, and they had cool. uh they had their NES in there and they had Mario Brothers and they just left it on all the time. Hmm. They would just pause the game and then just leave it on. God, and it was just someone like, who pays us my electric bill. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, like just wow. just the idea of leaving like a system like that on overnight now. Like mm-hmm. that, that that's like that's like not good for the system either to leave it on for I extended yeah. periods of time. Like, especially if it's not intended, like a lot of computers are built to be left on all the time, but not yes. like video game systems, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's sh- shocking. Um, best movie to game adaptation. All systems. True lies. <laughs> True Lies turns out to be the best movie-to-game translation. The graphics were above average, and the gameplay just felt right. <laughs> um, Never played it. It says usually movie translations. Translations. Uh, why are they calling it that? That's yeah, I don't know. Some of the, some of the, the the terminologies that they've used in in this is kind of weird too. Yeah, um, it says usually movie translations fall short of expectations. True Lies excelled in every aspect, hence the award. Um, I don't remember. Like, yeah, I thought at this, at this point in time, it's interesting they had a whole category dedicated to it. But I guess I could understand that because there were a lot of movie tie or game tie-ins. Um, but I'm having a little bit of a hard time because part of it is like, what is what is what makes a good adaptation? Because the game probably didn't. When you would like, if I loved, I did like True Lies when it came out. And so if I bought a game, I would be wanting to do what you do in the in the movie. And most of these games, they would just take the basic concept of the movie and then do whatever they wanted. So like in this screenshot, it looks like they're in the snow. And I'm like, I don't remember. Was there? I don't think there was snow in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't remember. I, I don't even remember the movie, honestly. Now that I think about it. For, if I remember correctly, it's like super racist, but... At the time, it didn't. You didn't like blink at it, you know. It was like 
in part because like nine eleven happened, and I think people re-examined Islamophobia and stuff. Um, but at the time, it was like Middle Eastern terrorists like try to blow something up, and so you know it felt like par for the course for Hollywood. But one hundred twenty-eight K. That was a Sony memory card. What? Oh my god! Wow! Dang! Um, which is let's see, one eighth of a meg. Yes. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. Um, worst movie to game all systems, Batman Forever. Okay, so I, I want to read this copy here. Cover your eyes and hold your nose. The worst <laughs> movie to game translation is here. Everyone in the office voted Batman Forever as the worst of this type. Never before has such a great license been turned into such a poor game. That sentence is loaded with fallacies. Batman Forever? Not really. Not really. That's what it says. Yeah, not really a great license. <laughs> um, also, have they never played E.T.? Or many of the Batman games from the early console eras. Um, well, they wouldn't have played Batman Dark Tomorrow yet, but that one was a real stinker. Speaking of stinkers, why are they so obsessed with smell in the 90s? You know what I mean? I don't. I, I didn't think about it until it's like, because they couldn't, your eyes they and couldn't hold say your sucks yet. That's why. Is that why? I'm assuming that they... That could be. Like, you got to remember how, like, close to edgy a lot of this stuff was getting. You know what I mean? I mean, you could look at the the loaded ads that are that won the best game ad, which, yeah. whatever. But you could see that, like, they they blurred out the... Or they, they asterisked out the fucked up part there. So, and they made it... They, they took that... From the first ad and then blew it up to make it bigger to be like look we're edgy we we almost said fucked like i think it was just oh my like, god i think it was just that that they were like they still had to like follow some sort of like you know journalistic code of like being still family friendly magazine i i guess but it was all over the place like 90s things were all about like smell and scratch and sniff and farts and boogers you know what i mean it was like they were so obsessed with things smelling funky and you know it stinks and um i mean I have you never watched the, the critic it stinks that was his that was his tagline oh yeah that's true or play booger man never, um, never played booger man where's fart fart man was a thing too that was that was howard stern was, but okay oh god or no no man. fart no was it no it was a butt man butt man was howard stern oh butt man was yeah, fart yeah. man fart man was something right it had to be in the 90s but it says um, best game ad, all systems get loaded, interplay. Uh, and it says interplay series of ads for loaded have been rude, crude, and way cool. Check out these ads. They're great. After a mag is printed up. I, uh, I also love how they always say mag. After a, after a mag is printed up, we like to look for the best advertising. Loaded just seemed like it was the most noxious, noxious mm, mm-hmm. series of ads in a long time. And these ads are are not well. They they didn't great, show the whole. They don't show the whole ad. They just show the text from the ad. They don't show like Flank the clown like on there or oh, anything okay. like that. Like they That's don't show true. the whole ad. They just show the text. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like what would show the whole fucking ad? Don't just show like the words. Now that I think about it, zoom in on that font that they use. Is it the same font? It Look, is. It's the same um, font. Yeah. 
There's because the look, at, the look at Yep, that's exactly what caught my eye. It's yeah. the same fucking this font. Says, up in prison, framed by some fat, ugly boy, and the ground ripples beneath your feet. You're not drunk or fucked up on drugs. You're, You're loaded. loaded. That was no an okay more game. running out of ammo. That's a fun. That, that, that's a fun game. Oh, and uh, what good is a Sony PlayStation if it isn't loaded? Fartman uh, was Howard Stern. Oh, it was Fartman. Yeah, I don't remember what what's Buttman now. That's One my... of the movies that carry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Adventures of Buttman season four on YouTube. What? Bookmarked. Um, <laughs> best game intro all systems. Sony Philosoma again. Yep. I don't. It looks kind of cool actually in these screenshots. I mean, that's like FMV though. That's true. Yeah, that's a so. good point. Um, worst system launch hardware, Atari Jaguar CD. The worst launch of a system has got to be the Jaguar CD. The CD has a dismal showing. Why? With only two games packaged in and none in the stores for months, Atari strategy really confounds us. The little toilet-shaped item just didn't excite many people. Hmm. Oh, this is interesting. We complained about the Game Awards having... Most anticipated game. Guess what? EGM 1996 Video Game <laughs> Buyer's Guide has most anticipated release. Well, okay, so software and hardware. So you have to think though, Mortal Kombat Three was already in arcades at this time. Yeah, they're specifically saying most anticipated home release. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what they're going for, and and it's probably. Trying, it's probably to find a way to award Mortal Kombat three because at this time we were still obsessed with Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter in America. Those two games were huge; they dominated magazine covers for years, and so they were probably like, "Well, there's no new Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat for us to give awards to." But if we say most anticipated release, I mean, now we can throw that in. Mortal Kombat three is on the cover of this magazine, as well as Street Fighter Alpha. Oh God, yeah, because there's a there there was a strategy guide to that, yeah. That's that's yeah. See that even when a new game isn't up for like awards, they're like, here's a strategy guide. Well, because people bought the magazine based on the cover. Oh, it's got Mortal Kombat yeah. in it. Sweet, I'm gonna buy it. Oh, it's got Street Fighter in it. I'm gonna buy it. Doesn't matter yeah, what most content was in it. Release for hardware is PlayStation. It says for our little group, it was the PlayStation that was most anticipated. After having a little taste of the games to come, half our staff pre-ordered one as soon as was humanly possible. The PlayStation was the buzz about the office. It was the best prospect. I'm a little confused by that, though. Wasn't the PlayStation out by this point? No, it did not come out until September. So it had only been out a month by the time that they were writing, when they were writing this. Right, so why is it most anticipated? You know? Shouldn't that be like, this is the game we are, this is the hardware we are most anticipating, not this is the game, this is the hardware that was anticipated up to a certain point. They have it now. This, you know, even by October 15th, they had it. So what? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Strangest game, all systems. Ya boy, Jumping Flash. Mm -hmm. Game was good. The first one, not so much. I mean, it was good, but the second one was definitely way better. It's really hard to go back and play it, though, because it does not play the way you expect it to play for a first person game. Mm. 
Um, we should probably start getting through these. We're already at two hours. Oh, yeah, shit. Worst sequel, All Systems, Batman Forever, okay. again. Another problem with this. How is it a sequel? Oh, they had this discussion on, I think, IGN GameScoop recently. Would you consider the Final Fantasy games sequels? No. Really? I would consider like that, like the ones that are directly sequels, like, you know, 10-2 sequels. Wow. So that so I think you're in the minority based on they did a um they did a poll because they had an episode of 20 questions and one of them was like I well maybe it wasn't 20 questions but they were talking oh they had lists of like or shit was it IGM? It might have been Game Informer. One of the one of the big gaming podcasts um had one where they were talking about like favorite sequels or best sequels. And someone brought up a Final Fantasy and they were like, that's not a sequel. And they were like, what are you talking about? Final Fantasy 12 is not a sequel. And they're like, no. And they agreed with you that because it's not a direct continuation of Final Fantasy 11, Final Fantasy 12 is not a sequel. But they were like, but there's shared elements and it exists generally in the same universe, you know? I don't know. That I think- would be like calling Halloween 3 a Halloween sequel. Which is not. But technically, it is. Technically, it is, but it's not a sequel. <laughs> because it has nothing That's to do a, yeah. with actual Halloween, aside from Halloween being showed in the movie. That would be like saying... I guess, yeah. That would be like saying, like, if uh, The Empire Strikes Back came out, but it didn't have any of the characters from from that movie... It was set in something completely different and just vaguely had elements from Star Wars. Would you call that a sequel? Well, I don't know if it was called Star Wars episode, you know, five out of four out of five episodes. Think, you know what think I mean? Of, like, think of each episode was like a, like a self-contained story. Would you then call it a sequel still? Even if it said Star Wars five I don't know. I guess I would call it an entry in the series. That's that's what that's so maybe that's, that's what it is. Like I I consider sequels like something that is direct, like that is a continuation or a story or almost yeah. or something that's like set in the exact same universe and time frame. Not just like oh, this has elements. It could be the same universe or whatever, or like you know, set like ten thousand years apart or something like that. That's not a sequel. Like I think, yeah, I think philosophically i agree with you but it's hard for me to say that i I think i agree with them on the podcast like it's hard for me to say that final fantasy 7 7 the seventh in a series is not a sequel you know what i mean super mario brothers 2 is that a sequel Super mario brothers 3 you know what i mean they're characters they're shared characters i think i think i think with games it's it's harder to do like you can't, it, yeah. it doesn't follow the same line as like movies do with sequels. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's just, a, it's an entry that like, would you consider Grand Theft Auto 3 a sequel? Or Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5? Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they're not. I, I think kind of, yeah, they're in the same series. So it's like, it's the sequel to 4. But it's, it's but not, it's the, not sequel, the story but sequel. But it's not the story sequel. It's a part of the series of games. Yeah, maybe we need to be more clear about when we talk about it. Like, this is a direct story sequel or a direct sequel to. I just don't. You know, I don't like. I just don't like the names. I don't like sequel unless it's like directly story related. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, Batman Forever, so Batman Forever is not that game is not a sequel because there was no game yeah. previous to it. True, but you know, would you would you call Batman was, Forever a sequel? I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, it's different. It's a different Batman, but I think it's in theory supposed to exist. I think it's supposed to be a continuation of the character's story. It's not a direct continuation, but yeah, I would call it a sequel. I would, it's not the original movie, mm. you know. Mm, interesting. But then again, Batman Begins. Would you call that a sequel? Yeah, would you call that a sequel? No, it's the original in that series. But it's but it's a, but it's still part of the Batman. It's got Batman name in it. Batman name. But it's a new story. Batman. It's got it's got Batman name. I mean, they got it was Batman. Batman Returns. Batman Forever. Batman and Robin. Batman Begins. Yeah. Would you consider Dark Knight a sequel? Because that doesn't yeah, even say that doesn't even say Batman in it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of Batman, biggest game flop. No, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, is Mazer by American Laser Games. Mazer was possibly the worst game to come out this year. It surprised us that someone would actually release something this bad. The audio was a shrill, piercing, heavy metal thrash. The digital or digitized graphics were poorly animated. The gameplay was simply abysmal. We expected a much better game, especially from a high-profile company. Like American Laser Games, I, so high profile that I've never heard. I, of yeah, this I've never heard of the company. I've never heard of the game. But I mean, I never had yeah. a three D, like full motion video system system. So most system peripherals, all systems, no surprise, Sega, and they show a picture of what the Sega Genesis looked like with the 32X and Sega CD attachments and something else that I don't even know what the... What uh, the so it's the Sega oh, CD... Master Converter? It's, yeah, it's that's the, the to play Sega Master System games on the Genesis, mm. and they plug the 32X on top of that. I don't know what the thing on the right is. Yeah. I can't tell what that says, and it, I've never seen that thing before. Same. Um, But yeah, see, there it is, the Menacer and the Activator. Like things that came out like in that in that era, and they were already talking shit about it being in the closet and being mm-hmm. a throwaway peripheral. <laughs> uh, and then it doesn't even say like best game or anything; just game on the most systems. Missed Skyrim. Oh, Ugh. missed. Have you ever played that copy that yeah. I bought you on on Steam? You bought me a copy? I thought I bought you a copy because you said like, because I, I, I kept joking about you to play the game. And you're like, I'm never going to play it because I'm never going to own it. And I think I bought it for you. You're like, now I got to play it. I probably not then. Or maybe I started it. I remember I played it back in the day, like around when it first came out on my aunt's computer. My aunt had a computer before my family did like by several years. It was this big deal. I was like, oh my God, she actually bought a game for me to play on it. And she didn't know what it was. She bought me spear of destiny with a wolf, one of the Wolfenstein sequels and I'm playing it and I'm like, Whoa. And she's like, wait, are you, are you killing people? I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's not actually, maybe I shouldn't. She let me continue. But I'm killing playing, Nazis. I'm killing Nazis. Woo. She was like, no, I don't like that. I'm a white supremacist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. She, I, she wasn't, I don't think she was, but, um, I like how I like, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Who knows? We're not sure. But, um, but then, like I said, we got to start, we're already, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're way over time, but System Wars, it says the year 1995 was by far the most exciting one for upcoming, or sorry, for gaming enthusiasts ever. It has seen the rise of the 32-bit systems and the 
prodigious use of the CD-ROM format, the year has seen the release of four major systems, including the PlayStation, uh, Sega Saturn, Jaguar CD, and the Virtual Boy. Um, and we're just a year away from the N64. And they go through all of these, and we're not going to read through all of them, but the systems that they list that were active at the time, the Super NES, the Genesis, the PlayStation, the Saturn, the 3DO, the 32X, which is an attachment, the Jaguar, the Neo Geo CD. A lot of these were attachments, but still. Sega CD, Virtual Boy, Game Boy, and Game Gear. And then they had In Loving Memory of the NES, which was just dying finally at the time. Um, Commodore's Amiga 32. I that, How was that still? I Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that was that was their CD entry. That's not your thing. You're thinking of the Commodore 64, like the old p- computer. They did do, uh, they did have like, I think the Amiga came out in like 92, 93, somewhere around there. It was somewhere around like was the, there an, the TurboGrafx era. I thought there was, I thought there was an earlier Amiga though. This is the Amiga 32. I thought maybe I'm wrong, but I think the, Amiga I think the, like the Amiga was, I think this, this is like the, add-on sort of like the revit or like sort of like how they did like the sega genesis with the sega cd built in for that limited mm. period of time sort of like that like it was like a new version i don't remember. yeah i don't care it's the amiga and then it's uh it also says um the laser active failed because of high price and poor games i don't i don't remember what the laser active was me neither but apparently it, had, it, it looks apparently it had all full motion video games and there's a microphone in the picture. And there's a Genesis a, controller. A which is weird, yeah. I mean there there was a it was a style of controller, but that's straight up a Genesis controller there. They, it looks like they licensed it out. And I didn't actually have to look, maybe there was some sort of collaboration there. Yeah. Which system will be the next to fall into the pit of oblivion? Ha 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 ha. Let's see, we have uh the Saturn, the three DO, the Jaguar, the, the Virtual uh, Boy. <laughs> virtual Boy. Uh any of those. I don't I would I wonder Game which Gear. one was the first one to go out of yeah. all those. Um and then they they rate those systems. It says EGM rates the systems of nineteen ninety six. And I I had a knee jerk reaction when I looked at these when I was like, what the fuck? But they're rating the systems in that year. Yes. So I guess that's where. So they start with Super NES because at this point, I would say the Super NES was probably still the dominant console. It was, was when the, the 32-bit systems were just starting to be introduced. And so the SNES in particular had a lot of really big titles coming out. So if I looked at the numbers, my guess would be that the Super NES was probably still the top-selling console. Um, but they rated it a 7, an 8, a 7, and an 8 which was interesting. Um, the Genesis got a six, a four, a five, and a six, so definitely lower. One of the things the that they complained got, about on the Genesis was the poor sound quality, and I'm assuming that probably had something to do with the fact that they changed the sound chip in, because they show specifically the the, the, the the Mark II Genesis. Yeah. And I know they had a, like a, a worse synthesizer in it, so I'm wondering if that's why they talked about the sound quality uh, as as one of the downfalls of that. Yeah. Well, the Sega CD should have had better sound quality, and it had, they rated it a two, a two, and two threes. <laughs> With all those FMV games, even though they were talking yeah. about like how cool FMV games were for the 3DO. <laughs> right. 
the Saturn fared better, an eight, a six, a seven, and an eight. It was still new. Um, it had potential. Yeah, it did. But the PlayStation dominated with a nine, a ten, and two nines. Um, the thirty-two X, three threes, and a two. Hey, thir- Neo Geo thirty-two. Oh, yeah, thirty-two, thirty-two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Neo Geo actually fared better than I would have thought. A six and three seven. It's a Neo Geo though. Like it's like yeah. near perfect arcade ports of Neo Geo games. So, and that's about it. Um, the 3DO also fared better than I thought. A seven, a five, a six, and a seven. Um, the Jaguar, two twos and two threes. Still doesn't add up to sixty-four bit. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Virtual Boy. A five, a six, and two fives. I guess that's about what I remember. But, I think people wanted it to be cooler. But yeah, then you compare it to the Game Boy five, six, four, four, like virtually. Yeah. Yeah, and also I gotta say, they love the shit out of Game Gear. Like all yeah. the all these like reviews on it were like super glowing, and I never remembered. I'd hated the Game Gear. It says this is definitely one of the best portable systems out there. Mm-mm. Mm. So this is one of those things that doesn't age well because people, yeah, look back at the Game Gear like the screen was small. It wasn't color, which was better than the Game Boy. Game Boy didn't have color. But it sucked. Um, <laughs> like the games just looked <laughs> like shit. They ran like super slow. Like trying to and play. the battery life was abysmal, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was like maybe at 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, but oh, but it had a TV tuner. That's really cool. I can watch TV on this tiny ass fucking screen. If you can get reception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a whole section. I didn't scan all of it because I was like, we don't need to go through that. But they had a whole section about peripherals and controllers that I found sort of interesting. Um, and then I I did scan in all of the review crew. Well, I do want to talk about I, was, I do want to talk a little bit about this uh control like category thing or this uh oh, peripheral sure. thing here, like the uh X band. Uh, that's oh that's exactly thank you that's why i scanned this page in but go ahead yeah no like that was a novel idea that i never knew you had it right or you i did not have you it, no. knew somebody that had it right i think i knew someone yeah and i was like playing with people from across the country like that seems weird yeah it's just, and then just, the internet happened yeah and then the internet happened uh also that playstation control that that PS Pro Pad, I had that controller. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> if you'll notice, it says it has four auto fire and three slow motion speeds. Uh, slow motion, for those of you who don't know, uh, in for uh, that was on controllers was literally just it turning on and off or hitting the pause button repeatedly. That was considered oh slow my motion. God. So I didn't even realize any, that. Any controller that you bought like around that time that said it had slow motion on it. That's what it was. It was literally just hitting the pause button repeatedly. I remember having controllers with. Also, look at the company. <laughs> Which one? STD. Oh, yeah, STD. I saw that. Huh. Maybe it's supposed okay. to be SYD. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, SID maybe. Um, but no, I remember having controllers and they almost always had a turbo button on it. And I was like, oh. <gasps> turbo and you like you said you would put it on and it was basically just holding down the button yeah like the a button or whatever it was ridiculous but yeah the the x-band i the reason that i screen uh scanned this particular page is i thank you for reminding me was because of that because when we talk about what was the first 
system that had online capabilities, technically speaking, in terms of consoles, I'm pretty sure that the NES and some of the other old consoles like the Atari 2600, I think they could connect. I think you could put a modem in I there. I think they, the NES did. They, they, they did have some of that stuff, but it was like more like, I think it was more kind of um, like the Sega Channel-esque stuff where it was like you're downloading yeah. things rather than like playing against other people. You're getting something off of off a service instead. Yeah, I think with the NES in Japan, especially it was meant for people to like check stocks and check weather and stuff like that because it was meant to be like a home computer system, the Famicom, the family computer. Um, but going all the way back to the SNES, the X-Band was something that you plugged into your Super Nintendo and then plugged into a modem. And you could play, and I think you had to pay. I don't remember how much, but uh, you had to pay like some kind of service fee. I know. I think you just had to pay like whatever your internet service fee was. Okay. Because I think it was. But you could play games online with people. And it was, as far as I remember hearing, it was terrible. It took forever to find a match. It was very slow. You'd be dropped and stuff like that. But still, like. In theory, going back to the Super Nintendo, you could play online with people. That's kind of amazing to me. I, I want to know what happened to the glove. The, oh, God. The glove. The, the glove. The glove. Worn like a batting glove. It's like... What? Or, what? Or just worn like... <laughs> like worn, on your hand? <laughs> worn like a glove, you could just say. <laughs> right. What other kind of gloves? Like, <laughs> like, unlike other gloves where you kind of just put them on your elbow? Like, what the fuck? And it says artist rendition, not final product. It that looks they like couldn't a, even get a real it's picture. It's like a 3D, like a bad 3D render, like really bad. Yeah, it's pretty great. And, and it, was, it doesn't even. It looks so chunky. And it was ninety dollars. And I, I that, the glove that never will, came out right. I don't even know. It says the glove will usher in a new era of gaming control. So maybe in some alternate universe, it came out and people are just playing video games with gloves. Um, but that yeah, that's that is ridiculous. Um, and then we have the review crew. Do we, do we want to go through? I was so tempted. If I had more time, like I said, it's the end of semester, so I'm kind of rushed. But I, I was thinking about going through and like adding up the totals and like dividing them and seeing who had the best average. But there, a lot of them. Like I, I was just like looking at a lot of them. Like, and they gave a lot of these games high scores. <laughs> they did, but some of them, I'm surprised. Super Metroid for a long time was considered among the best games of all time. Like I remember there was a period probably from when it came out to maybe like early two thousands where like top three, top five games of all time, super Metroid was very often up there and they gave it four nines. I found the glove and I remember this thing now. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop this thing in the, in the the show notes here. Um, okay. But yeah, there were, there were definitely some, some games in there that I'm like, highly regarded and like hmm, there's very few tens i can say that much there was only a small handful of tens that were yeah, given out. whoever the second i don't know if it's the same probably not the same column same editor for every column but the second column gave a 10 to street fighter 2 street fighter 2 tournament edition well, so it's color-coded there so like ed samrad's oh, gotcha. red Daniel carpenter's purple Al Manuel yeah. is black. Uh, Andy Barron is like a pinkish color. So yeah, they like mostly it was like Samurad, uh, Carpenter, 
uh, Manuel and uh, Sushi X. Those were like a majority of the reviewers. But Super Ghouls and Ghosts also got four nines. So Super Ghouls and Ghosts is just as good as Super Metroid, apparently. And just as good as Final Fantasy III. <laughs> I still love when I was editing that episode, I was laughing so hard at reading that one because I love <laughs> so <vague>. Dick. <laughs> you got it. You got it, okay? Um, and also Super Metroid is just as good as uh Super Star Wars. Which again, I remember it being a pretty decent game. But a Zombies Ate My Neighbors as well got four nines. That game's hard. So that game is really hard. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Hmm. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of games at that point in time still still were. Sorry, I'm trying to Yeah, there's there was nothing like super nothing really stuck out to me in the reviews. I actually I'd prefer to read them than just see the numbers. Oh, Gar- oh my God! Garfield for the Genesis got an eight, four, six, and six. Hmm. I'm looking at the the peripheral. So, Ron sent me a, it's a Looper article. So Looper.com. The article is titled "What You Didn't Know About N64's Bizarre Glove Controller." So, if you want to look it up, uh, I can put a link in the show notes as well. But it is not even close to the rendering no. that they did. But I remember, I remember <laughs> seeing looks- this thing. I remember seeing this now. I remember it seeing has the a wrist swivel. I remember seeing the, the the PlayStation version. It looks like some kind of medical device, like something for physical therapy. Yes, or it looks like it. That like this is, one specifically looks like it belongs in like a dentist office or like a hospital. Right. Well, I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm just gonna pull your teeth out. <laughs> I don't think we need to to, to, to deal. Open up. I'm just gonna yank. <laughs> Press these buttons if you need more morphine. Wow, that's that is that is something that is wild. Yeah. So okay. Um, um, moving on. Yeah, mm-hmm. there really wasn't much else. There's the the Yoshi's Island little thing there, and uh, then the Chrono Trigger. So this, that's not your handwriting in there. In the, I don't think so. Hold on, let me. That, that's your find. that's your beard hair. Is that my beard hair? Did I scan some of that? Yeah, there, there's a couple of those. I hope it's beard hair. <laughs> it's red, so yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's pen. Like that, someone wrote, right. wrote that in after the fact. Did you? What, Is that my handwriting? That looks like your handwriting. <laughs> it actually does. It does actually look like my handwriting. What did I? What? What the fuck? What was I thinking? You were. You were probably like this. This isn't. This isn't who this is. Sort of, or something like that. But it says new man. Or you thought it was a new character. Wow. What was what? I, this is so fascinating. Well, I didn't what even, was, I thought what that was, was going through little 13, 14 year old Joey's head at this time. That is an excellent, excellent question. <laughs> also, those screenshots are terrible. Yeah. I was going to mention some of that, uh, that you could definitely tell that they were just taking pictures of a TV screen. <laughs> yeah. They look really bad. Um, I don't even know. This is mind blowing to me. I looked at these and thought, oh man, when they were putting these up, I didn't even see the writing. I just saw that it was crossed out. And I thought someone, but that you're right. That looks like my writing. What the fuck was going on in my mind? Why would I do that? I was not the type of person to draw or write in my magazines. New man. 
new man new man <laughs> oh man that is good um that's not that's terrible but no i scanned in some of the some of the strategy guides earthworm gym 2 strategy guide the lunar eternal blue I, like, I like how you call it a strategy guide when it's just they give you tips on like one level but again, they there was actually it was multi page for each one. Oh, oh yeah, I guess they, yeah, ninety seven, and then okay, yeah. yeah, so they did give more. Yeah, they walked through a bunch of it, um, and then I have an ad here for Iron Angel of the Apocalypse: The Return, directed by Minoru Kusakabe. So I looked up, to see who this was, and he is the producer of, uh Knight's Journey to Dream Journey of Dreams. Uh, he's one of the modeling artists for Ace Combat 7. Uh oh, wow. pre-production on Sonic Unleashed. Um he is an animator on the Resident Evil uh, 02 remake. Oh shit. Um he's done a decent amount of stuff. He's done he's done a handful of things. He was the CG director of Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. So CG. But this game he directed. He did direct this and game. He shouldn't have. <laughs> it looks so bad. Um, again, maybe if I can scan this in for that that site, you can check it out at some point. But uh, if not, just look up Iron Angel of the Apocalypse, The Return. And if you can find this ad, I don't even know what's going on. There's some kind of like robot, like RoboCop kind of thing in the middle. It looks terrible um, in terms of the rendering, but it's like, all right, that's 1996. That's par for the course, 1995. But then in the upper right-hand corner, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I think they're in a suit. I think it's a person in like a bodysuit of some sort, like a mech like suit. Like a jello suit, like a blob? <laughs> well, I mean, it looks it like they're in a giant booger. 3D render, you know, they didn't know how to do textures very well, so everything was like smooth and shiny. I don't. I, guess. I don't know what this game is. I'm looking through screenshots of it. It's like a first-person shooter ish thing but it was on a 3do so it was probably really chunky and choppy yeah it says iron angel of the apocalypse he's back mad as hell and armed to the teeth join in a three-way i wish i could join in a three-way fight to the finish with the multinational police force scr and with the android who wants only one thing revenge Multiple gameplay modes, battle maze, right outer there. space, cycle racing, air cycle racing. Outrageous storyline. Yeah, I'm a formidable army of devious motoid enemies. Motoid. You're a motoid. You're Brought a motoid. to you by Synergy Interactive. Why did it sound like we were flirting there? <laughs> You're a motoid. You're a motoid. Mm. No, you, so you want to go out for motoids later? <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. So that was the 1996. <laughs> Video game buyer's guide. Uh, walk down memory lane. Sorry, we we really got into it with some of this conversation. I say sorry. I just I'm I'm one of those apologists. It's always apologizing for stuff. But um, I thought we would breeze through that. But there was some interesting interesting. Yeah, things. there was stuff that we there was stuff parts? that we dwelled on more than I expected to dwell on. Yeah. Um. Just how dumb fucking video game journalism has been. <laughs> The farty old man hunk of the year. All all this, all the, there's a lot of stuff. I do love that a certain game got a lot of love. Garniture. (laughs) So. (laughs) 
no space. I but part of it too is like, is it because it hadn't come out yet? And so they were only going off of like the art assets that they got and it looked like it was a single word. You know how sometimes on like a cover Maybe, of a game? Yeah. I don't know. Well but it was spelled separately in some of the parts. Nah, That's I weird. think it was together most of the time. But I mean it was a good showing for the the Sant Platt station. So Yeah, the Platt Station. Yep. Sant Platt Station. Um Jesus. <laughs> so Next week, we have our Game of the Year roundup. So we're going to talk about our Games of the Year, um, probably go through like our top three each, and then uh, maybe some... I'll try to find a third. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try to find some some categories, maybe, like they did the best hunk, best game hunk. You know what? I think we are. I think we should have best game hunk let's and just, best game Let's made. just use all their... All their stuff. All what, their categories. What was your best? What was your game of year for Super Nintendo this year? <laughs> what was your best sound cartridge based, or <laughs> whatever it was? What was the best music what was the best, cartridge? What was your best game ad? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, but that would be. We'd have to look some shit up. I don't even know if I would see game ads anymore, or hear about them. Man, there's a lot of a lot less money in marketing nowadays. But um, well, for video games anyway. But it's different. It's different marketing. It's different marketing because they could just give people games and and they just play them on Twitch and then that's your advertising. Yep. There you go. I don't have to spend money. That's, so that's what it'll be. Best best streamer, basically. Um, but we'll be talking about that next week. And then Ron and I are also going to have an episode where, and I think Paul's going to join us as well, um, where we talk about Chris, Christmas gaming memories. So video games or consoles or nerd paraphernalia, whatever that we received for Christmas. So we have that coming up as well, but thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with our game of the year roundup. And that's about it. I, I'm so terrible at even at ending. We're at episode 41 and I still don't have like a good sign off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>